0: Hello
1: and welcome to Famicast 92, your live Famicast for the latter part of November 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bibbins, and I'm joined by James
2: Kopen.
3: Hi, I'm not an anime go. Yes, that makes more sense if you're watching the video stream. Because <laughs> the next Ta- guy.
1: <laughs> yes, we're joined by his anime lordliness or whatever himself, Mr. Ty Sugar.
4: That's me. I'm an anime now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's quite a transformation
3: it's kind of amazing actually,
1: yeah, actually it is. so yeah got another exciting show for you guys today obviously you know new business and stuff a little bit of touch on news James has a quiz that <laughs> sorry I just keep looking at Ty <laughs> uh, James has a quiz that he's prepared and um, yeah so let's just go ahead and kick things off with the new business Hi. Would you mind starting off a new business for us?
4: You bet, Senpai. <laughs> All right. Um, I played some games. Uh, I've been playing that Resident Evil classic double pack. Um, I did finish Zero, and I'm well into uh, Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's fun. It's challenging. But then again, you know, I don't play uneasy. Right. Resident uh, Evil
3: 0.
4: Uh I finished that. I'm on Resident Evil 1 now. The HDV mix or whatever you want to call it. The remake, yeah. The remake.
3: <laughs> also, did you did you do did you do the bit that I was kind of really badly trying to describe last episode about the guy busting through the door and making me soil myself? Did that happen to you yet?
4: Uh yeah. Was that in the the upper hallway? It's happened Possibly. in a few places, actually.
3: It's a guy who's constantly stalking you, maybe?
4: Oh, no. I have to, like, beat the game once before that happens. But, yeah, there's some, like, surprise door openings where a zombie just strolls out. Like, what up? This yeah. has happened before.
3: <laughs> like, they can open doors? Like, because you, you're so used to doors being a loading animation. But I don't think it's actually loading. I mean, in the GameCube one, you could hear the loading. Just go, like Z-Z! It was, like, over within half a second. But, like, right. the animation would take, like, five seconds. Yeah. For whatever. Yeah. Nostalgia. As if it needs to load for that long, right?
0: Right.
4: It doesn't. (laughs) Uh, What else? It says here on my notes, MOBA Uh, (laughs) self-torture.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It's curious.
4: Yeah. So um, there's a promotion going on right now where if you play uh, Blizzard's Heroes of the Storm, with a friend. If you play 15 games, you get a thing in Overwatch. And if you play 30 games, you get like five characters unlocked for free. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing doing that. Um, it's, it's a MOBA. And I find it very difficult to articulate why I don't like this kind of game. <laughs> Right,
3: it's quite like, easy for me.
4: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, tell me, why are MOVAS not good?
3: Because they're boring as shit and they're for nerds who never leave the house.
4: <laughs> uh, I mean, as video games in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you be no, more specific?
3: You, no, but when I, I mean, you know, full he could go Murray, right?
4: Uh, maybe. <laughs> Except you do, you do have to go outside and to a Korean neck cafe where you get hopped up on Adderall and play for 36 consecutive hours.
3: <laughs> MOBAs a games where you, when you say to your friends who also play MOBAs, I played this game for 100 hours, they look at you as a scrub. That's what I mean. By... Well, I
4: mean, that's what all competitive games are like. Yeah. Scrub. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> 100 hours for the tutorial, right? Yeah.
4: But, you know, you sit down, you play this game. It's like an RTS, but you only control one character. Right? And... It's a, it's invariably in a team setting, and both of those feel very bad to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Completely. So, why are they popular?
3: <laughs> That's a good question. That's the question that no one can answer.
4: I mean, yeah. I have a theory, but I don't like my own theory. You hit us. Okay. My <laughs> it, it's basically those things that I just said – um that make it um easy for casual scum to get into (laughs) people whose feelings are easily hurt Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like okay if you play a competitive team game online with randos like you don't have like any accountability at all and like the team can carry you sometimes and you can be like oh i won despite me doing zero things correct, whereas in, say, like, Street Fighter, if you've never played a fighting game before, you hop on that, and you're... It's, it's totally realistic to lose 100 straight games. <laughs> and that doesn't happen in MOBA, so it's kind of like... Um, like a bailout feel-good program for people who are bad at video games.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I,
4: I, I don't have a lot of confidence in that theory, but that may be part of it. Uh, okay,
3: okay then. Who's that guy? <laughs> There's some other guy who just popped into the uh, the video
0: um, here. Sorry, I haven't said much because I'm too distracted by Ty's very adorable eyes blinking independently of each other.
2: <laughs>
3: it's me. <laughs> Actually, Ty, you should be I'm, worried. I mean, if this is if this is really tracking your eye movement, you blink too much, dude.
4: Yeah, I, I've got a lot of glare on my glasses here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's much better with my glasses off. Is right. there
0: some medical, like, bonus to blinking one eye independently that I'm not aware of? Should Should I start doing that more?
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm now an anime in real life.
3: <laughs> the people yeah. in the chat are also wondering what the hell is going on.
4: It's terminal. Okay. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> well I could switch it to the dinosaur or the, or the, the bulldog. Or the hamburger. Or the hamburger. <laughs> Is... hamburger it is <laughs> here we go
0: oh man this is the best
4: <laughs> oh wait well Cyrus I'm glad you're here because I was just talking about Heroes of the Storm
0: oh yeah it's it's fun it's so
4: <laughs> like, like like I was just going on about how bad it was I don't know how much of that you caught
0: no, I just, I heard something about competitive being scrub friendly. I figured that was Heroes of the Storm you're talking about. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, we, we've both been doing this grinding pretty heavily, and it's gotten me in the mood to play an RTS, like StarCraft or something, but definitely MOBAs are just 100% not my shtick.
4: Right. Uh, I think Blizzard has a Black Friday sale. Maybe we should both pick up StarCraft.
0: I looked at, like, I, I want to clear StarCraft 1 first. I'm kind of, my backlog is pretty long on this.
4: Oh, you, the original, like, 1996 StarCraft?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's on my list somewhere to get through.
3: Just get StarCraft 64, you'll be fine. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, I person. hate
0: computers.
4: <laughs> right. uh,
0: but that, right. that Black Friday sale on StarCraft... Did tempt me, but I'm I'm I've got too much of a backlog. No more new games.
4: If you want to play classic StarCraft, hit me up. Uh, okay, so I think that
1: was a no, <laughs>
4: no.
3: <laughs> this is the worst segment ever. Right? He's gonna say that right You're now. you think to
4: hamburger <laughs> talk about video games?
3: No, it's hamburger talking about mobas. Well. That was a good uh, episode, and uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next episode, yeah?
4: Good night, everybody! (laughs) Alright, now I've got one more game for you guys. Fake or Real? (laughs) Liberal Crime Squad. It's a mostly text-based game by the guy that made Dwarf Fortress, I believe.
3: I'm gonna go ahead and say Real?
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And in this game, you... You lead uh, a counterculture subversive movement through uh, vandalism, theft, uh, more vandalism, kidnapping, maybe murder eh, in order to uh, defeat the fascist American government. It's pretty good.
3: Okay. Sounds uh, <laughs> a little bit too real.
4: <laughs> a little bit too real. Yeah, That's too a good soon. way to describe it. Um, I kind of got pulled into it by a, a Let's Play that's going on on the Something Awful forums. But apparently this game has been out for a long time. or Like about eight or ten years. There's a lot of YouTubes about it, and it'll run on most devices. Mm-hmm. Although apparently the, the Android version is kind of iffy. Hmm. But, oh, I, thought,
3: uh, I thought this was a PC game.
4: Primarily on PC. Um, I mean... You can run it on a lot of things. The, the, I believe the source code is posted for starters. So, if
0: you, it'll run on everything.
4: Yeah, if you're brave enough, you can run it on your microwave.
0: <laughs> on you the sh- shake
4: machine at McDonald's. What's up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> all
3: the uh, what's it called? The touch bar on the new MacBooks. That's somebody had Doom running on. Did you see that?
4: <laughs> uh, I saw somebody running Doom on a literal printer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Hey, there's some <laughs> there's some, there's some shit hot printers in Japan. They got some uh, nice screens on them.
4: True story. And there was one with. There's also one with an exploit. If like somebody just plugs it into the internet, you can get in with like a, a root password and just like upload whatever you want especially if it's Doom. Print
0: prints out one frame of the game at a time and you have to try and play that way.
4: Play it play, it, it a plays on it. the little display screen. <laughs> but, yeah. It, it, if it printed every time you took a screenshot, that would be great. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. We
3: we should do a life in Japan about, like, printer technology in Japan is kind of ridiculous. I
1: thought you were going to say about playing Doom on printers. Like, Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: kind of related. Yes. Really? It's just like... Um, I, th- I think I took a photograph maybe a couple of weeks ago. I saw a printer for, like, the equivalent of 600 American dollars, which only prints out the postcards that you send at New Year's.
2: That's mm-hmm.
3: saw that thing. That, <laughs> it's got one function, just to print out the postcard. I mean, yeah,
1: like I said, hey a whole life
3: in Japan segment for that. Those,
1: you know, Ningajo, you know, the the New yeah. Year's cards here. It's a big deal. I mean, you need a separate machine just Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And it's got its own screen. Yeah, it's yeah.
3: got yeah, everything for the low, low price of a literal home computer. There we go.
4: <laughs> Man, I, I saw a printer that somebody just threw out yesterday. looked pretty new.
3: What did it say to you?
4: <laughs> Press any key to continue. Where's the any key?
0: Paper jam in aisle three. PC load ladder. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I guess on that note, Ty, did, you, did you, were you were you playing anything else, man?
4: Probably, but it doesn't even matter anymore.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: All right. the floating hamburger finishes talking about mobas and printers,
1: I'm sure the floating hamburger. What the or fuck or the is going on? There's an anime girl or whatever will make a we'll right. I, mean, I
4: should have played Burger Time just to talk it up.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> what are you doing?
3: <laughs> All right. Getting the Solid. YouTube, uh, YouTube dollars right here, right? That's it. That's Millions it. of views going up now. It's crazy.
1: All right, and uh, James, how about you take it away.
3: Um. Well, no, no. I was going to say skip me. Um. Oh. I'm I'm the quiz master, and I've got. I'm looking forward to the news seg segment. Uh, because there's so many rumors to bathe in. Okay. It's, it's kind of glorious, but no, I've my me and my whole family have been sick for like a week now, and it's like <laughs> it's A different kind of um, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I. And been extremely busy. I haven't done anything. But, you know, I managed to do a quiz and, uh, you know, get stuff ready for this episode. So I've mm-hmm. been doing shit, but just haven't been playing any games. All right. um, oh, no, no. That's a complete lie. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we actually disregard everything I've just been talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Apart from today, where it was the last day of um, the third quarter at my university, and we have a game we have a game day, you know, everyone brings in games and stuff. So we did play games together today as a, as a group. Mm-hmm. We played a bit of, um, uh, Mario Kart 7, 3DS and, uh, Smash Brothers 3DS, mm-hmm. which was good fun. Um, no one can beat me at Mario Kart 7, but, uh, one guy beat me in Smash Brothers once, which I'll never live down, but it was good.
1: You only so. played one match, so it's okay.
3: <laughs> right. And that was the only match I ever played. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good times. I mean, Mario Kart Seven. It's it's not by far not my favorite Mario Kart game, right? But when everyone's got three DSs and only one guy's got a copy of the game, you can all play because you, yeah, you just still, do the download play.
0: That is a fantastic thing. I still love that.
3: Yeah, like we had like five people with three DSs and only I had the game, but we all played. So you know, mm-hmm. we all we've all got to be hey ho slash uh, shy guy. But, mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> you can still play all the tracks and play all the modes, so it's pretty cool. There you go. That's all I've been playing. So yeah, apart from literally a few hours ago, I haven't been playing games. Okay. okay. Well, all right. Well, um, but please, please to be looking forward to uh, the quiz later on in the show, and uh, please, um, yeah, please log in now if you're if you're watching slash listening live. Uh, go ahead and log in, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, go to the uh, show notes and uh, there'll be a link. So you can uh, play along when we get to it.
1: I'm going to have to make sure I do that at some point (laughs) in some downtime. I guess with new business, maybe I'll go ahead and go next. I've, I've just been playing a few different things. And, um, so as a lot of you guys know, if you follow me out there on Twitter, uh, you know, I got the, the Famicom, I'm sorry. How do they brand it here? The Nintendo classics, mini family computer. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls off the time. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, so I've been playing that quite a bit, just kind of going back to some old games that, you know, I've obviously played dozens and dozens, dozens of time times, but, um, Actually, you know, I think my wife has been getting more enjoyment out of this thing with, like, she's been playing a lot of Dr. Mario and, what's it, Galaga? Hmm. I don't remember, but she, yeah, she's just playing, like, the crap out of like, those games. Like, maybe if I'm doing a podcast, it's a, it's a, you know, something like that.
3: It's a weird coincidence that your wife likes Dr. Mario. Of all, of all the games, uh, that's also one of the few that my wife's extremely good at for some reason. hmm what, what is that what what is it with women
1: and Dr Maria that like just puzzle games I mean my wife she plays wow well, plays a lot of stuff on her you know phone but back in the you know the uh, Famicom days she played a lot of well, some puzzle games whatever they had and then just whatever all the other cool kids were playing because that's what you did back then you know but yeah, um, yeah I mean the, one kind of cool thing I did notice about some in particular uh, Famicom disc system. Uh, disk system games is that whenever you first load up the game it actually has like the Famicom disk system boot sequence <laughs> and that, that's pretty cool so you can kind of just sit there and let that run and if you press A it'll go through it and even like simulates loading disks I mean not for like you know minutes at a time but just um, a little bit at a time and that's, that's kind of a really nice little touch to uh, put on something like that because you definitely didn't need to do that um, and shoot, even with the original Legend of Zelda, I'm pretty sure like all of the versions that they have on virtual console here, because they have two releases. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, one being released on the Famicom disc system and the other like being released in like the nineties on a cart. And um, Which which game are we talking about? Zelda. The original right, Legend of right, right. Zelda. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because what, what I was just saying, James, yeah, is that um um, it seems like every time that they've released the original Legend of Zelda on Virtual Console here in Japan, it's always been like the cartridge version because it always says like Zelda One, you know, on it. And uh,
3: but that, yeah, oh, they, Zelda One—that's the—that's uh, the cartridge re-remaster, remaster, remaster. Exactly.
1: <laughs> wow. re- re-issue, re-release, yeah, which was done years after the fact, right? Right. So and it looks like they're they're just using the disc system version, which is kind of neat, just kind of different. But um, yeah, just kind of playing through some old classic games. Nothing too crazy i mean i think i tried um a sumo game on there called like buddy sumo and I, I think it's kind of like endless it's just like a like a side view kind of like a fighting game and you have these little you know sumo guys and you're just trying to you know obviously push the other one out of the you know the sumo ring and um how, how do you do a, that is it just like mash 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 yeah it's like a does like little hand punch thingies and then you could if you press b i think <laughs> you can slap, slap. Yeah. You can you can grab and then there's must be some kind of strategy to it that I haven't got the hang of because when you're grabbing you could try to like counter where like the direction where he's trying to throw you around and stuff and if you press the let's say he's trying to, he's kind of pulling you like up or something if you press down you could counter that and then maybe even like turn him around and push him out of the ring. Um,
3: there's a lot of strategies is Simo, a real Simo. But, right, yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's like You've got like split seconds to react to this ginormous beast running towards you, right? Yeah. You make I mean, it's like it's all about balance, isn't it? It's like yeah. one tiny mistake with the balance and you lose within
1: a second. Exactly. Crazy. And it's yeah, and it's it's over so quickly, it's just it's crazy. It, yeah, it's all like
3: build been, up, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Have you guys been to a sumo match before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went
3: there in like uh, maybe first year I was here. Okay. I still haven't quite gotten that part yet.
1: Okay. Okay. I
3: yeah, I I, did I passed it. by the sumo um what do you call them, stables? Uh-huh, <laughs> I think yeah. they're called stables, right? The right. Sumo exactly. stables every so... day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's um, it's in Ryogoku in, in Tokyo. Um, it's kind of amazing, actually, that place, because you've got the Tokyo Metropolitan Museum, which looks like a tiger. It's like mm-hmm. a giant tiger, if you look at it from a certain angle. And that's right next to this giant pyramid-shaped building, which is the, uh, the Sumo stadium. Right. So it's a great place to visit, anyway.
1: Yeah.
3: Which has nothing to do with a Famicom game, but, you know.
1: Yeah, well <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but um yeah, another game that I've been playing, not it, well kind of related to like eight bit stuff. Um there's been a re-release here in Japan on the 3DS and PS4 for Bases Loaded. And the Japanese name is Moero Pro Yaku two thousand sixteen. And if it ever comes to the West, it's probably to be maybe lo- localized as something like Bases Loaded 2016. And I mean it's I've talked about Bases Loaded on an episode of the Famicast years ago. <laughs> I think when it uh, came out on the 3DS virtual console here. and it's I get,
3: I get confused because you've talked about a, a few baseball games and they all just blend together for me.
1: They probably, I, I, okay. <laughs> um, it's like baseball in
0: general for me. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, Did you the, talk about one a like, like couple of episodes ago? Like you were playing
1: one for like oh, 300 that's, hours? That's different. That's King of Junior. Major League Baseball. Oh, man. completely
3: different, of course. It
1: is. It no, is. That's not, that's not baseball. Well, it's arcadey Baseball, right? Totally different, but with some with, <laughs> with a little bit of realism mixed in. But um, it's more like kind NBA, of thing Jam.
3: Is, NBA Jam, instead of Courtside, that kind of thing.
1: Eh, maybe not quite that far, but so yeah, pretty much no no difference whatsoever. Got it, absolutely. But uh, the the kind of cool thing about base, the bases loaded series is that they have kind of like a broadcast view where the camera is not – you know, it's a lot of, like, baseball games that always shows, like, from behind the catcher, and you see the ball coming in. And it's just – especially for the old school games, it's – there's no – it's just the ball coming straight down, and you just – it's either going to go to the left or right or straight down the middle. And it's – yeah, it sometimes it can be pretty easy to always get hits and never worry about strikeouts or anything like that. But um, with this and with the certain camera view that they have, it kind of makes it uh, – feel more realistic as realistic as you can get with, you know, an eight bit looking game and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, and it's, it's still like the fielding and stuff. It also plays kind of slowly. Um, but in, in that sense it's a little bit more realistic. Um, if you guys are hitting some ball out there pretty deep into the outfield, but still you the, the defenders, like right on it. I mean, you're probably not going to get a triple like you wouldn't some other more hype, high paced games or something like that. But, um, yeah and I just as a comparison too I went back to the 3DS virtual console version of the first game and kind of just checked it out like visually and stuff and just just must it maybe I've just gotten used to it but like the 3DS emulation just kind of muddy and just kind of grimy looking compared to this newer uh you know really brightly colored remake of this game which is really kind of nice to look at and Yeah, controls almost the same, but just looks a lot sharper uh, on this new release. cool baseball. um, Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) you know, if you guys out there have played baseball games before, if you've played bases loaded, it's a cool, it's a cool little bit of a remake. It's only like 800 yen or something too, so you're not going to break the bank to get it. And it's available on PlayStation 4, so if you don't have a Japanese 3DS, there are ways that you can get this thing. So um. this
3: is this is not like some kind of racist thing against Americans, by the way. I remember like. Back when I was a teenager, one of my friends had a a cricket game for the SNES, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure was never released outside of the UK. (laughs) And I just remember being bored to tears by it. It was like, oh, God, just like how long the games took and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm like an NBA jam guy. It's like, you know, boom boom shakalaka. And then this is like,
1: you know, here he comes. And it's like, you know, (laughs) three minutes later, nothing's happened. I mean, I've only played cricket in PE when I was like in junior high school. And I don't even remember the rules, but I mean, baseball is a slow game. And if you're playing a baseball game that is about as good of a simulation as you can get in that era, of course, it's going to be pretty goddamn slow. So. It may
3: shock you to realize that baseball is a speeded up version of cricket. <laughs> Seriously, it takes like three days for one match. It's it's. Uh... I think you're thinking of Quidditch. <laughs> No, you're thinking you're thinking oh, of it <laughs>
2: Okay.
3: Uh Tyrion in the chat says his friend uh sorry, his parents played Dr. Mario on the SNES every single day for five years straight. Wow. Back in the day, and now he can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually,
4: I should probably chime in here. My parents played Dr. Mario on the reg. Mm-hmm. That yeah. and uh bubble bobble.
3: Women and parents, apparently, like Dr. Mario.
4: It's a good game.
1: <laughs> Meh.
4: Yeah.
1: I mean, I I don't dislike Doctor Mario, but uh, when my wife was playing for like two hours straight one day,
2: <laughs>
3: you <laughs> told it I was just, turn the
1: fucking music down. I was just kind of just sitting there saying, "Oh man, I kind of want to play a game or something." Uh, <laughs> but I yeah, now I don't get
4: a copy of Catherine. Maybe I can finally get them to the divorce.
1: <laughs> Could be.
4: No, actually, the co-op in that is good. I thought they might like it.
3: Mm-hmm. I think Cyrus has actually died. Yeah. Rip in peace. Well, we we'll, I'll shoot him a message here, but let's, <laughs> cause I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's them, cool. You're done. Unless you want to t- talk more about the Famicom mini.
1: Uh, oh God. I guess <laughs> I, the most <laughs> obvious th- thing that I, I was yeah. kind of listening to a podcast where they're talking about maybe, maybe some of the reasons why that Nintendo decided to have these, to make these controllers so small and stuff like that. And, One podcast was saying it's like, well, because Japanese people, you know, at some like uh, different shops and stuff, you can get like miniaturized versions of consoles and like game memorabilia and stuff like that. So maybe that's the reason why. But I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's fairly straightforward that they wanted to make sure that the design is consistent the whole way around so that these little controllers can fit into the slots on the side of the console like the original one did. It's
4: for people like Donald Trump with little baby hands. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly.
3: (laughs) I I also, I also do wonder which who had the idea first, because you know, like um, the NES seems to make so much sense. Yeah, but then with the Famicom Mini, it's almost like they crammed it into it to kind of make it work,
1: kind of thing. But no, I mean, it. The if you think about like the just how the system is designed, I mean, it's in in terms of like scale. It's the, uh, it's the right. It's the same scale, and to make that original unit, you gotta have gotta make those controllers small, unless you don't want them to slide on the side.
3: I was thinking more of like you know marketing angle because you know like with American like is America is, is more inclined to have those kind of you know hundred games in one, plug it into the back in the back of your TV kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the I from what I hear in you know American podcasts, you know they they sell them in miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in markets or whatever. Um, right. So this is kind of like to, to get rid of all those kind of um, bootleg and shitty versions. This is like Nintendo doing, you know, the official thing. And, you know, having 30 games for what is it? $60, right? Right. That's like $2 a game. That's ridiculous. That's just yeah. stupid, right? And like Nintendo never gives away virtual console games for $2. And, the, and you're getting a physical device and the controller for that price. It's, yeah, it it makes, it's two, just, two baby controllers, which equal one. Yeah, so I don't know. I, f- I feel like this could have been like an America, like NOA or NOE idea that kind of mm-hmm. developed and then kind of like you know NCL thought, yeah, that's pretty good. We could probably do a Famicom version of that because yeah. if you remember, the Famicom one was announced like way after the NES Classic right. Mini, right?
1: And the, I mean, it seems probably more so in America and probably Europe. I can't really speak to that and I can't speak to the UK either. Sorry, James um, why why not? Why not everyone else's? Yeah. Um, no, but you know, I I think at least in America, I know for a fact, there's just a big explosion of people just really wanting like retro stuff, you know, and that just seems like what it always is. It's always something different. It's always maybe 20, 30 years ago. People are interested in that at some point, you know what I mean? At some point in their lives. And it just so happens that guys that are our age are almost like 40 or whatever they have a lot of more money and they have these great, great memories of playing these old games. And why not, you know, exploit the hell out of that by making something (laughs) like NES classic. I mean, people are saying this (laughs) is, this this thing is too cheap.
3: Mm -hmm. um, Which is why, you know, all the uh, scalpers have got, you know, they're buying like 20 of them and then selling them for a thousand dollars on eBay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Nintendo's classic are doing this, you know, did this with the Amiibos, right? like they had this kind of standard pricing thing where everything was like you know 12 dollars $12 or whatever it was 12 13 dollars and in Japan it was uh 1200 no matter how the quality of the Amiibo. so right. you'd get you know all this scarcity you know because of uh you know scalpers you know just buying up all the rare ones and then people couldn't buy them cuz they're all they're all you know a reasonable price people could buy a hundred of them no problem Right, which is what's happening with the NES in uh, in America now.
2: Yeah,
1: and um, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not sure about Japan though. The how Company is it? They're they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. I mean, right. I had mine pre-ordered since late, since I think the first day that they announced it.
3: Oh, and and so. also you could pre-order them in Japan, and you couldn't yeah, in America. <laughs> exactly, too. So which I mean, that's stupid. Yeah, it's oh, some, somebody, Oh man, I got to remember which podcast this was because um, somebody called out Reggie, which I always like doing myself anyway. But he yes. said, you know you know, Reggie's a bit of a, you know, bit of a pussy is like, he doesn't like to order too much of one thing because, um, is afraid of, you know, you know, not selling it, not selling it like the Wii U, for example, <laughs> and well, having just like warehouses full of something, which is why, you know, he does, he's not a very, is not risk averse. He's like,
1: you know, he does the safest option always. Right. Well, Nintendo Japan does that as well. So, I mean, he, if, he doesn't want to go too crazy with things because then the, you know, uh, Japanese masters will be like, "Hey Reggie, get out of yeah, here." Yeah, that's
3: the thing; he doesn't want to go red faced to NCL and say, "Well, you know, that thing that we said might sell well in America, it didn't." Yeah, I'm sorry about that. We just lost, you know, three hundred million dollars. He doesn't <laughs> want to. He doesn't want to do that. Right? It's not but, my money. But, I don't care. But you know, Shibata, on the other hand, is like, "Fuck it," you know, localize this. Yeah, fuck it, localize <laughs> it. Fuck yeah, localize everything.
1: there's I mean, it's special editions think, out there. Shibata's got, you know. <laughs> The, the thing going for him that he is Japanese and that sometimes Pfft, he's what? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable, <laughs> right? But so it's maybe it's easier for Nintendo to trust him doing things like this. Yeah, because that's true, they true. Feel that He has a better idea of what Nintendo, the parent company, would want to do as opposed to maybe an outsider like Reggie. Yeah, sure, he's been with the company for a pretty long time, but still, maybe he doesn't quite understand Japanese business. And that's not the reason they hired him, but. I don't know. Right. I mean I don't think he does a terrible job in North America, but uh, yeah, yeah he is, pretty much
3: he pretty much does. It's, it's he, just, I mean, th- what's the last thing he was responsible for getting the NES classic out to you know American American <laughs> families. Saying, I,
1: I don't think that this is up. this isn't Spook just that North, right up. <laughs> this is not just a North America thing. This is Nintendo here in Japan just totally not thinking about how popular these things could be. No, no, I think um it could have been nintendo
3: voice chat actually because they were really pissed about not being able to pre-order it yeah and um, because you know if the pre- if pre-orders were available then they could have easily judged how many to you know produce and how many to send out right but especially they didn't considering
1: do that. how how early they announced it back in like 1 right. july
3: <laughs> exactly so and you haven't literally even now you can't you can't pre-order them you know so it's just uh it's just stupid right then yeah so, well, should we move on to some news,
1: let's do it. So, first, uh, I'm gonna start, go ahead and start it with some Switch stuff. Yeah, um, baby.
3: You know what, Danny? I love this time. You know, the, the time between, like, a console being announced and, like, the time of its release, that, that, like, like, you know, whatever it is, three to six to eight-month period, depending on the console. Mm-hmm. Like, all the the rumors that come out, you know, what's coming out, what's, what's going to be, what's the console going to do, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love reading all this shit, you know, even though if only, like, half of it comes true, but just, like, trying to, you know, figure it out on your own accord, like, what's, yeah. what, what could happen, what couldn't happen.
1: Absolutely. It's just a fun time just to, well, maybe be optimistic or maybe be extremely <laughs> pessimistic.
3: No, no I, I, I want point. to be optimistic. No, yeah, exactly. Is whole, the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket right now. Right. So, you know, just focus on video games. Enjoy enjoy life.
0: Yeah, I, mean. I do like this too, like where people are just like, they have their reliable sources, the people they like for rumors, the people they don't like. It's mm-hmm. like, anything goes. I do like this part too. <laughs>
1: Well, this first little bit of news here, Cyrus, I think this is maybe right up your alley. Do you want to catch that first little bit of Switch news we went there?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I just saw this like a couple of days ago. I've been really busy, so it kind of backed up on my stuff. But, uh, so the Pokemon Sun and Moon just came out. That's the big news of the day. But uh, I think, what's her name? Emily. Rogers. Emily Rogers. Yeah. So she's she's pretty famous for leaking stuff and reliably leaking stuff a lot lately. So she like gave this to Eurogamer, I think, was that uh, there's like a third version of Pokemon Sun, Moon is being released. Uh, so in in standard ways, it's like Pokemon Sun, Moon, or like red, blue, yellow. So this yeah. is the yellow version, currently codenamed Pokemon Stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is being developed for the... For the switch, apparently.
3: No, it's not codenamed Stars. No, that's just a prediction. That's just like oh, what wasn't... it might be called. Okay, I
0: thought I thought reading the article. I can't remember exactly the article. I thought it said that, but uh, it yeah, makes so...
3: the most. It makes the most sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it could be anything now. I mean, we all sure. thought black and white would have gray, but they didn't. They just did
1: black and white too instead.
3: <laughs> we thought we thought X and Y would be Z, but they didn't. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> It could be just X, you know, HD and Y HD. Uh, sorry, uh, Sun HD and Moon HD. We don't know.
1: So Cyrus, I mean, you being, I guess, the resident Pokemon expert, question mark? At least fan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he doesn't know anything about Pokemon, but he loves it. Yes.
0: It's true. I just love the idea of a game called Pokemon.
1: Yes. Well, um, I mean, what, what do you think the chances of some kind of version coming out on Switch maybe within the next year?
0: Um, I think... Well, 100% they're going to go full hog on Pokemon for Switch because Mm -hmm. it is, you know, it is their new portable system. It will phase out the 3DS eventually, I think, Mm -hmm. unless it's a a complete flop. Um, But the timing of this is a bit suspect is what gets me Mm -hmm. that it seems like if they were to release a Pokemon game next year, it would be too hot on the heels of the 3DS release. Um, hmm. but historically they have done this. They've Like, yo Watch does it all the time. They have the two versions, then they release the third, you know, whatever version, right. about a year or eight months after the previous one, so...
1: But Pokemon has no real precedent for this, though, right? I mean, it's...
0: Never for upgrading the console, but it does do, like, those blue-red, then yellow, then gold-silver, yeah. then crystal, then... But
1: even with that, like, I'm trying to think back, because Pokemon red and blue came out in the West ninety eight, yellow must have been ninety nine. Was it two thousand? It wasn't. I mean, it. Well, when was the last
3: one? one they did this though? Wasn't it the DS one, like uh, Diamond Sapphire, and then
0: and then Pearl? Yeah, they Diamond. Had Blue, oh, sorry.
3: Pearl, And then they Pearl had, uh, platinum. Platinum. Thank you. Yeah. Was that the last one where they did two yeah, and then?
0: Yeah, I the guess one? it was actually the last time they did a, a third version.
1: And that's been what ten years, maybe.
0: Gone, um, we're yeah. old. Yeah, I um. <laughs> like
1: you know.
3: Wasn't that? It, I think Danny was right. It was about a year. So I think Christmas next year, not this Christmas, but like Christmas next year. You know, wouldn't be that crazy. You know, especially if they've been the Pokemon Company feels like they've been working on it for a while, and it could have been done. I mean, for all we know, it could have been done in in tandem with the 3ds one. You know, the models look pretty good in the 3ds one.
2: Right, so yeah, I could easily
3: see that being. You know, those those are the what would you call it the the downscaled versions, and the actual models are the ones in the switch.
0: That's what they said in the in the Eurogamer article, which is the big expose. Was that this they were developing Sun and Moon, and then parallel to it, they were developing the Stars version, which is basically the same game but with all upscaled assets and whatever. And then they abandoned development on that while they finished up Sun and Moon and now are back full-time on Stars.
3: I mean, so, it doesn't even matter if it doesn't... It doesn't have to look like, you know, The Witcher 3. It just... Yeah. It's, I mean, it's look a what kid's Capcom,
1: game. Look what Capcom did with the, quote-unquote, HD version of Monster Hunter on Wii U at launch. I <laughs> mean, <then, laughs> come on. But, yeah,
3: it just has to look, you know, nice on that, you know, portable screen. And, you know, when it's blown up to whatever 1080 you know, 4k on TV, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to look very good, but you know, it doesn't have to, because most kids are not going to play it on the TV. Right. I mean, that was, no. that's the—that's why Pokemon hasn't been on a console is because they don't want it. They want people to
1: take it around with them and they want to share and they want, and it's you know. cheaper to develop for some kind of standard definition thing on a handheld than it is for high definition yeah. shit for a TV. So maybe in
3: the, in a way that's, a new a new step for them. You know, they haven't to do yeah. high-res assets for the first time of it. Well not the first time ever. there have been consoles. Yeah, they've
0: had them in the stadium and whatever yeah. the
3: um, Exactly. So maybe I don't know, maybe it is gonna be like, you know, you dock it and then it turns into stadium or something like that. You know?
0: Yeah, like I I, I do think this is very plausible. And I see it if if you're gonna have a game that makes people make the switch whoa, 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 uh, okay. from 3D S to the <laughs> new console Pokemon would be the one that would be like, that's the game everyone has a handheld for. That like, look at the sales for Pokemon Sun, Moon, they've been like through the roof on this version. Like everybody in there. And didn't,
1: one other thing that I think, what's his name, Junichi Masuda, the Pokemon guy. Mm -hmm. Like he, he had mentioned at some point last year or maybe earlier this year, they said that he had planned to get maybe some kind of Pokemon game on the, oh, at that time, the NX, maybe within like the first six months to a year or something. Right. Mm, I think that's so, what you said. Yeah. I mean, this, this, if, we, if it we was... all thought that
3: was Pokemon snap or some, something like that. Didn't right. we? But now it's like, ooh, maybe if, this... if,
1: if, if they were indeed developing something like in, like with higher resolution assets and then downported that to 3DS to be sun and moon. It's yeah, it, it's very plausible, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: what, what I would like to see as uh like to actually make this as a kind of a handover game where if there was some, like you can already transfer Pokemon with the Pokemon bank, but right. if there was just some way to like port your save file across from the 3DS game and maybe even only allow you to do it once, like you've got this one chance to to send your game from the 3DS to the Switch to actually like, it's kind of forcing people to upgrade to the new console kind of thing. Not forcing, but giving them the option.
1: Right. Yeah, that and, uh, that could work.
0: Like, I could see that as being a very unsubtle way of encouraging people to get the new console. It's like, have a game that is halfway between both of them.
1: Sure, sure. Okay. Well, I think we covered that pretty in-depth there. So, um, let's go to the next little bit of news. I'll go ahead and just grab this really quick. Uh, Lego City Undercover has been confirmed for the Switch. As well as the Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC, and it's set to release in the spring of two thousand seventeen. This came from uh Warner Brothers games, I believe. So yeah, there it is. Uh Lego City Undercover uh was on uh Radio Free Nintendo not too long ago. As a... this, this was announced on Twitter, is like, you know, just Yeah there it was. <laughs> just that's so weird. But it, yeah, I mean it was an exclusive on the Wii U for like four four years, so
0: i have heard good things about this you played this did you james?
3: james yeah yeah i think i talked about this as my new business a, lot, a long right. long time ago um yeah i didn't actually finish it i mean when i was listening to the um uh the retroactive on RFN, i actually thought about you know playing it again well i did play it briefly with my son because i thought he would love this game but like i mean it is a little bit difficult for very little kids like they ask you to do some very obtuse puzzles and kind of weird things i mean just exploring the city is amazing i mean seriously it's just a beautiful beautiful game so i think it would look even better on the uh you know the big boy consoles um and on the pc as well i mean can you imagine all the uh the mods and shit people are going to do on on the steam version (laughs) you like mod harry potter into it and all sorts of stuff on me
1: scarface legos
3: yeah exactly so um yeah but also like guillaume talking about it i mean he just talked about 100 percenting the game and it just took him you know he didn't actually admit how many hours but i'm gonna guess you know probably near 100 (laughs) hours to get everything um i don't really want to do that i've only
0: played (laughs) one lego heavy on the collectibles if you want to go that route.
3: Yeah. And and this is the general consensus is this is the best Lego game ever made and still even now, you know, like all the licensed stuff that comes out um, is all is all just more of the same. This is like a kind of a different thing. You know, it's kind of similar in some aspects you do have the collecting things and the the builds, super builds or whatever it's called and but just this open world, you know, GTA open world is not in is not fully realized in any other Lego game I don't think. Um so it, it's pretty cool. But you you don't unlock everything in it. you have to unlock it, parts of the city as you go through the story. So which I think is different from like GTA, right? GTA you can just go anywhere from yeah. mission 1, they, right?
0: They kind of lock some parts off, but yeah, yeah, for the most part.
3: Yeah. It's it's more well, it's it's not kids, isn't it? So
4: <laughs> GTA um, <does>. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Lego's <laughs> more aimed at like I don't know, like a dad playing with his son, I guess. I think some of the initial adverts, like commercials, were like that, if I remember, from the the Wii U launch era. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so it, bad. I remember it, it's kind of like Natsukashi, because like the first it was like the first game officially announced for the Wii U, like or like first party game or something like that. Like there's something there's... like No no no, this because like this is weird how it is on the other consoles because this is like a Nintendo published yeah g- oh, <laughs> game. Right, right. I mean, but you know we have Minecraft on the Wii U now, so like everything's you know fair game now. But I'm just you know. <laughs> right. But this also got me thinking. Uh, you know, Bayonetta two. I mean, how long was the contract for that? You know, was it an, was it a four year contract? I was talking about this with uh, Siren on Twitter, and you know, she, I think she said it would be like 2018 or something like that. Uh if if the Bayonetta 2 contract was the same as Lego City mm-hmm. uh is when you might see Bayonetta 2 on the other consoles.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so if if Nintendo is smart, they're gonna get they should get a Bayonetta 2 uh re reissue or remaster on the Switch as soon as possible <laughs> before it becomes a non exclusive.
0: Yeah. I, I I would possibly pick that up again. If they did re release it, that's a game I would consider getting twice.
1: Bayonetta on the train. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this next little bit of news is kind of like a bit of a like a rumor roundup type of thing, and it's uh, yeah, maybe. Like, James, I mean, how, do you want to just tackle this?
3: Yeah, this is kind of like a lot of uh, rumors all in one here. Right. This is coming from uh, Let's Play Video Games. So the the Mario sequel, the Mario, the Mario Super Mario Switch, or I like to call it El Mario. Uh, from what we've seen of it so far, well, um, we've got a little bit, of a, a little snippet of uh, what it could uh, be like. Um, this is all, you know, rumors. Like it's like we said, you know, so take it with a pinch of salt. But you know, it's fun to do this kind of thing and look back at how wrong slash right we all were. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it, so it's probably going to be right. <laughs> um, yes. So apparently, it will. The Mario game will be a 3D open world hub type game. Uh, which you can select different worlds from. So, you know, like Super Mario 64 or Galaxy. And there'll be objectives uh, to complete in each one, you know. So, yes. So basically, it's not like 3D World. Uh, so, who plays Super Mario 3D World? Danny, you played it, right?
1: Yeah, a bit, okay, yeah I played
3: a bit of it. A... A... Yeah, I beat it. Yeah. That's, Great that's, that is a 3D Mario game, but it's mm, structured more like a 2D Mario game.
1: Uh, just, I mean the controls are just different too i mean there 's a run button
3: <laughs> that 's true um so it 's not going to be like that mm-hmm. um but the they will have like you know uh, you know a, a, basically a linear style path to be completed what you know I guess you know if you see the star in mario sixty four you know pretty much where you have to go, so i guess it's something like that, mm-hmm. and also the multiplayer do you remember the uh <laughs> what 's the name Karen? Antisocial Karen,
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah,
3: when she goes over and doesn't say anything to her group of friends and just touches them on the shoulder and starts playing Mario (laughs) in the barbecue. Um, So apparently multiplayer is a part of the game. It's going to be like, you know, co-op. There's a co-op mode in the main game and two players will be able to work together, but they're kind of like tethered together. So -hmm. you can't go too far away from each other. Um but uh you're not going to be able to like hold each other back or anything you'll be able to go where you want um and then, yeah, whoever completes the objective will be will get the uh like a whatever status that they completed it and a reward for completing it first or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know like how many coins they collected and things like that. so yeah, I guess you could have like red coin stages where you know Danny, you get three and I get you know sixty four. And then we combine (laughs) our total and, uh, (laughs) you know, we get the star at the end or whatever, right? Yeah. Good job, Dan. Good job. So, yeah, that's the Mario stuff. And next is Skyrim. So Skyrim is apparently definitely happening. Uh, This is despite Bethesda not saying anything and actually kind of (laughs) refusing to... uh... So (laughs) odd. Like, what the heck? It's like, no, 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 Skyrim, we've got nothing to say about that. Well, actually, when behind the scenes, they're full-on working on it. But, <laughs> but Are anyway... Are they working
4: on it, or did they hand it off to someone to port?
3: Uh, well, apparently, from what all we know, Bethesda is working on it themselves. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it will be the remastered version, and it will allow mods. Um,
0: on the wow, on the Switch, that's pretty cool. Yeah, seeing is believing. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly, yeah, seeing is believing. Yeah. But then, I'm
0: uh, I'm a little wondering about that particular facet, but if it does, wow, that's pretty impressive.
1: And again, I'll just say, I mean, these are rumors. None of this stuff is confirmed. Yeah, all this stuff, but hundred percent confirmed. Yes. <laughs>
3: and the next little uh, snippet is that splur uh, the the packing that was rumored. You know, there were going to be two. Well, we what we've we've learned is from like British retailers, just kind of like just, <laughs> just going Go mental and town like. On stuff. It's like, yep, Switch, two hundred pounds, two hundred and fifty pounds for a bundle, and it's like, yep, there it is. You can pre-order now. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you. you know, <laughs> the rest of the world is like, you know, not allowed to say anything. Um, so that two hundred and fifty bundle, two hundred and fifty squids, by the way, um, would be a Splatoon bundle. So it'd be a new version of Splatoon, and the Switch, and the game, uh, and the dock, and you know the, the uh, shit. What's that controller? thing that you slot the Joy-Cons the, into the, Joy-Con the grip. The, the grip thank you and Danny you could a- actually end up being right on this because the the picture that they show on the store the, the 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 British retailer does have the um the grip so i thought it would be i mean it could be their mistake they could be just using the promotional pictures that Nintendo supplied them but also it would be kind of odd to you know get somebody's money for like i mean even this was even for the basic uh bundle, by the way, with just the Switch and the dock. They were having the grip with that as well for 200 pounds, you know, mm. what, $200 or whatever, $250 that would be. Mm. Um, so yeah, you could be right. You might get the grip even with the, the super basic bundle, mm. the, the cheapest bundle. Yeah, uh, Cyrus, are you with me on this? Like, when something is 200 pounds, <laughs> it's usually $200. Because like America just gets things for so much less than yes. us. they yes.
0: just they match the price. I'm like, oh, exchange rates are hard. Let's just make them the same.
3: <laughs> it's like no, two hundred pounds is not two hundred dollars. It's like three hundred and fifty dollars. Like what it is, is it a rather
2: about?
0: substantial <laughs> markup?
3: Well, maybe not these days, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, like when the GameCube was out, for example, you know, it was like GameCube you're like two hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred and fifty pounds. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not fair. That's like, like four hundred dollars we're paying here. Like, what the fuck? You know, yeah.
1: we're not Australia. Come on, guys.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, Splatoon. I mean, yeah, a Splatoon bundle for two hundred and fifty quid. That's a fucking bargain. I I would get that in a happy. That's like yeah. Yeah.
0: If if these prices do turn out to be true, and that one retailer is like giving, uh, you know, they're guaranteeing that's the price. Like money back guarantee that that's the price kind of thing. Um, Yeah, that's amazing. That's a that's a hell of a price point.
3: I mean, yeah, 199 for the for the switch, the dock, and the grip. That seems like a bargain. I mean, you could buy two. You could buy. You got two kids. Buy one each. You know what I mean? That's like it's it's a it's a price where you you don't think too hard about buying multiple of them. You know what I mean?
0: It's not going nuts here, Mister Moneybags. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's,
3: not, it's not a five hundred. It's not a four nine nine. It's not a three nine nine console. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it literally is like half the price of what some consoles have launched at.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more like a 3DS. You know, like oh, you know, now we've got like 2DSs and uh, smaller uh, models which cost less and stuff like that. It's more like that than a than an Xbox or a PS4 or PS4 Pro or whatever. Um, so, yes, we've done the Splatoon thing. Um, oh, yeah, and also with the little bit of news about Splatoon is that uh, a big push for the game is going to be like a one-versus-one mode mm-hmm. where players from different Switches can fight over a map and switch weapons at choice
1: mid-game.
0: Oh, wow, that is a big change.
4: If
1: that I've happens. never seen that in any other online shooter That, that, that was That's I crazy. did that to wake Ty up
4: brilliant innovation right there. Now. you go, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would work.
3: Bait took the bait. Um
0: uh, doesn't uh, Splatoon already have 1v1?
3: It does, yeah. It's the yeah. it's the mode that none of my <laughs> students knew about when the I said that. mode that's
0: just like <laughs> hidden in the game somewhere.
3: Yeah, but that's that was like only on the same uh the same system, right? So. Right. I mean, I hope it's not 1 versus 1 only. I hope it's like, you know, 2 versus 2. Right? <laughs>
0: We're releasing a new version of Splatoon, but we're taking out the team multiplayer aspect of it.
3: <laughs> no, but for the local, you know, the, <laughs> I know, local play. I mean, three versus three, is that too much to ask? I mean, to Wi Fi connect six consoles together locally, it could be possible, right? I mean, 3DSs do it. Maybe it's not as complex as a Splatoon match, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. um, so yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, they're going to push that kind of local play, because um, you know, like the short match nature of Splatoon, where you know you're only playing for like three minutes. It's kind of like, you know, boom, next guy, boom, next guy. You know, maybe it would work. You know, maybe they've got they could do like a tournament, local tournament thing, or something like Smash.
0: Overwatch, the the shooter, me and Ty play all the time. Just added a one v one mode too, and that's that's pretty good fun. So. Cool.
3: And also more single player content which is cool. I love the single player in Splatoon. I yes. call it uh, Mario Galaxy with a gun. And I stick Ooh. by that description. And yeah. it
0: was a very good, cleverly hidden tutorial, I thought. in the, like It slowly ramped up all the crazy stuff you can do with platforming. Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah. like, it taught you all the things you need for the, the multiplayer. And actually taught you things that you didn't even use in multiplayer <laughs> because right. there were there were items and things that you, you don't actually get in uh, the multiplayer. Right. Um, so, yeah. I think that's everything yeah and also you know similar output uh free content uh kind of dishing out similar to the what they did for the wii u and which would be cool um and the other big thing is that breath of the wild will miss launch yes that, uh, did we cover that last episode
1: i don't think so but yeah this comes like uh looking to emily, v- like june probably right emily rogers as well the same with the wii u version um then the- <laughs> Other thing here too, and, and maybe just blurt out something that you think this is, but there's a big EA game coming to Switch. You guys have any ideas? Because I bet maybe it's uh, maybe Star Wars Battlefield, FIFA, Front Field, whatever. Sports game. Yeah. Battle? Sorry, Danny, you said Battle
3: Front. The Star Wars one. God, I own the Star it. Star Wars one. <laughs> front? I thought field. that was a Sony uh, published thing. Star- no, 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 no. no. Oh, that's on Xbox as well. Yes. Okay. Oh, they had some exclusive stuff or something. Uh, like that. The, the,
0: the Sony PR stuff or I
3: don't know whatever. Oh, uh, okay, okay, gotcha. So um, I, I, I have no EA idea.
0: Game. Yeah, I like I would just immediately think of sports, but I guess but,
3: yeah. this is this isn't a rumor, by the way. This is a guy from EA literally oh, okay. saying it, we are bringing yeah. a big game to Switch. He literally said that a game or two. He said.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars has always been pretty, well, I guess before, well, basically right after the GameCube era, it was pretty synonymous, well, at least for two generations, <laughs> with Nintendo platforms.
0: Maybe they're going to make, like, Super Force Awakens and, like, bring <laughs> a 2D platformer back to Nintendo where it belongs.
1: Yeah, I mean, shoot, like, yeah. last year they re-released Super Star Wars on PlayStation and I think maybe yeah, Xbox. Yeah, exactly. One. Didn't come out on Wii U. They, they have those games on the Wii Virtual Console, all, the whole trilogy of them, but... They couldn't bother to uh, even get into the, the, the dive into that pile of money, you know. They just didn't even want to take the chance, I guess. But
3: so apparently, some guy called Blake Jorgensen is a CFO at Electronics Arts. He's the guy who said this um, okay. in the interview. He said um, they suggest that the game that they're going to be doing isn't, uh, instead of a, sorry. The game will be made specifically for the Switch. Ah, wow. uh, sorry, no, sorry, the game won't be made uh, be a game made specif- specifically for the Switch, but a port of one of EA's bigger games. We haven't announced what game, but you should assume it's one of our bigger games he said. We're excited for Nintendo Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be. What was the last EA game like on Nintendo, can not like I can't even remember, like
1: you know, Wii U probably Wii U. Madden or FIFA? Yeah, they did one Madden game on one feature game. Need for speed, right? Oh yeah, Need for Speed, that was really good. Actually,
3: okay. yeah, that was that's a good example. They they went all out for that one. But Wii U was actually the the best one of that uh generation. You know, Xbox uh, sorry, not Xbox. sorry, three sixty three sixty PS three Wii U. Wii U uh, was based on the PC version and had like better textures and more features and stuff. Mm-hmm. But
1: then they never did anything after that ever again. Yeah, just the time. I think the timing with it too. I mean, they this the same stuff happened with the GameCube in the GameCube days, where these third party companies would release. Well, first of all, they're they're porting from the PS2 to a GameCube. There's not as many buttons, so they figured, well, this is just a bullshit version. So we're going to release it six months later. Oh my god, it didn't sell well. I wonder why. It's like, guys, come on. Of course, <laughs> this makes too much sense, but apparently not to everybody. <laughs> right.
0: Also, I'm putting my money down on Plants vs. Zombies, Garden
3: Warfare Ooh, 2. Ooh, that's a good one. That's, that's very bad. Nintendo.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But mm, maybe too similar to Splatoon though. True. They might want they might be worried about, you know, people just choosing Splatoon over that.
0: I would love to see something like Titanfall, but I don't know, but that'd be cool. Yeah. That's Titan. Pretty like adulty game, and I know Nintendo are really pushing adulty games this time, but maybe that's a bit too much of a jump for EA to risk.
3: If you watch my TGS video, one of the staff actually announced it's that true. Uh, Titanfall 3 was coming to uh, NX, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you remember yeah,
0: that, we, we may have actually got the scoop there.
1: There you go. Yep. So um, we were ready to move on to some non Switch related news here. Wait, well, you missed out the Mario and Rabbids RPG crossover. Oh, I must have did
3: that. This is the weirdest <laughs> rumor ever. And yeah. this one, I mean, this is might be true, but I'm actually kind of hoping it isn't true. Because <laughs> the rabbits suck. <laughs>
0: like, at this point, there is a whole series of Sonic and Mario crossover games. So we're already in bizarro world as far as games go. So
3: I mean, I mean, Sonic... All Sonic games are trash, but, like, Rabbids <laughs> is, like, super trash, right?
0: But they have a huge history of, like, random games on the Wii U and the Wii. So Ubisoft That's and uh, and Nintendo have a pretty good relationship.
1: At least at the beginning of console generations, yes. Mm.
3: You know, it's It's funny, like, <laughs> there was, a, there was a something... Oh, man, Nintendo, like, shut down the Metroid 2 remake and uh, another... Oh, the, the Pokemon or, uh, uranium. Uh, sorry, Thank you iranium They They were going to be up for some awards and uh, Nintendo kind of you know didn't allow them to be part of that indie game Awards thing and then people <laughs> were complaining It's like well Sega lets any like people use uh, Sonic in any indie game they like and they don't shut down games, you know, why doesn't it's like okay? Let me just stop you out there don't compare <laughs> Sonic games with, my, like, Metroid and Mario games and Pokemon games. You know, Nintendo actually has a business that functions and <laughs> makes money. So, like, of course or Sega Sonic don't care. You
0: have
3: of course Sega don't care. Like, no one gives a shit, you know. Uh, so, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so that's why I've gone into the the reason I... Because I I consider Rabbids in the same category. It's like, uh, that's like a you know, sure, indie games can use a, a rabbits character because, you know, who gives a shit? But this is not an indie game. This is a freaking Mario game. I don't yeah. want to see that.
1: I just, uh, I've never really been a huge fan of the rabbits. I, nope. I don't hate them, but I don't, I definitely don't love them. I hate I them the
3: and they're I- not funny.
1: I don't know if I want to see them with Mario. <laughs> it's just not a combination that I think I'm comfortable with.
3: My my son watches a lot of shitty animation on Netflix. And <laughs> a lot of them are, like, are not voiced. They're just, like, sound effects and, like, and just screams and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's an Angry Birds one. And there's no, there's no voice at all. It's just like that. And there's, like, oh, what is it? Oggy and the cockroaches. And, like, oh, there's God, so, so many fucking oh. stupid, like, you know, uh you know, voiceless animations. And rabbits just for me is that's the category I put those in. Just like a shitty, you know, Russian made French animation <laughs> done by, you know, blind teenagers or whatever. <laughs> With a freak free copy of three D software that they illegally downloaded.
1: So yeah, let's move on to move on to some non switch news. And uh James I think you're the one that feels the strongest about this, so how about you go ahead and just introduce this topic? Uh, okay.
3: All right. So, Super Mario Run. Yep. Um, yeah. They announced the price nine ninety nine, uh, which will be one thousand two hundred yen in Japan. How much is it uh, in the UK? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Pro- probably nine ninety nine. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and it will be announced on the, uh, sorry, it will be released on the 15th of December. Yep. So yeah, 10 bucks, 15th of December. And, you know, immediately when I saw that news, um, I thought, you know, they, I remember when they announced that, like, you know, 10 million people had clicked notify, you know, that they were kind of anticipating, you know, very excited about Mario on their iPhones. And I guarantee you 10 million people unclicked notify when they announced the price. Oh. Because smartphone users uh, are not going to pay that. But it's not true, actually, because you don't have to pay money to download it. It's, yeah, free. it's a free download. Exactly. Um, exactly. But I guarantee you 10 million people will not be spending $10 on that. Um, Probably 10, not. 10 million people might download it. Um, they'll play the first free world. Yeah, You get the first world for free. And then you pay a one-off payment of nine ninety nine, and you get the rest of the game. And that's it. There's no more add-ons, no more IAPs, There's, that's it. Um, so, it, you know, it, they are doing it right in one sense, in that they're not, uh, you know, Iwata always used to say, you know, the race at the bottom of the barrel, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing he was afraid of with, uh, you know, mobile games infecting the the portable games market, right? You know, people expect games to be getting cheaper and cheaper and then, well, yeah. Even after that, it got worse because games started becoming free, and you know, paying for every little thing in the game, right? Right. So he was right. Iwata was right. Um, so they don't want to do that. Right. Um, Ty.
4: But
1: personally, oh. I will never pay that. Yeah. yeah. Ty, do you have any thoughts about this?
4: Uh, there is no god I know because I keep <laughs> praying for death and it never happens.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Are you
0: still playing Heroes of
4: the Storm? No. Well, I mean, I'm going to grind out those matches and then I'll be done.
3: Are you playing it right now? That's what uh, t- assignment. No, Okay.
4: <laughs> I don't have any other friends.
1: Okay. So maybe, yeah. maybe I'm on the opposite end of this. I mean, I think to my head, like, you know, 10 bucks, 1200 yen, that's that's not that much money. And it's, it's not like this is a, yeah, it's a touch based Mario game, but it's, it's made specifically for smartphones it's not something that has you know bullshit you know uh digital pad or something drawn on the screen that you continually lose because you forget you know where your thumbs <laughs> position and stuff so i mean i don't have a problem paying 10 bucks or whatever just to try this out
3: no i i got, I I got no problem with, with trying this out no problem at all i will download it i'll play it i'll i i don't know if i'm going to enjoy it because i'm i mean it's a new Super Mario Brothers game, and I've infam- infamously shit all over new Super Mario Brothers you several times on this show because mm. I just thought it was just so uninspiring and bland. And I have a- I have bought every single new Super Mario Brothers game, uh, mm. new Super Mario Brothers game, and I played all of them and I've completed all of them. And I don't know why, especially the- with you. It's <laughs> just with kind me? of like with you, Danny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, with the last one on Wii U, it's like I really didn't enjoy it but I just I felt I had to complete it just so I could, you know, put it back in the box. Um, but then you know Mario Maker came out and that had, you know, the new Super Mario Brothers skins in it and you don't have to use it. And yeah. it's wonderful. And Mario Maker is brilliant because it gives you an infinite uh Mario World levels, Mario Brothers three levels, you know, games that I love. Right. Um I don't need another new Super Mario Brothers game and especially on my smartphone or smart device. I'll be playing I mean, on an a, iPod Touch, but yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's the
1: thing, though. I mean, this isn't made for guys like us. This is made for, again, the last game. was the same crowd that's won after, you know, the, the NES Classic. And, I mean, um, these
3: will be people that haven't even played it on the DS. I mean, yeah. they, they, they've so, n- probably never played a new Super Mario Bros. game.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious just to see what I'm, I'm going to get for my 1,200 yen or whatever and then to right. see if I like it. And then I'll, I'll have my regrets later and <laughs> not really worry about that stuff right now. I'm just but.
3: curious about how many, quote-unquote, regular folk are going to play uh, pay uh, $10 because I think it's just going to be the super hardcore, uh, hmm. maybe a couple of people who really, really liked it. Um, yeah. But it doesn't matter. I mean, if people just download the free one and they play it and they like Pokemon Go, right? I mean, millions of people play Pokemon Go. Not many people... Pay money for it, they play it for free, yeah, but look how many like orders and sales of moon and uh, sun and moon right it's it, it had a positive knock on effect, sure so maybe this will have a positive knock on effect of you know El Mario on switch next yeah. year, right, which is Bush will be cool right they're like, oh cool Mario, yeah, I played that on iPhone uh, last Christmas mm-hmm. um I'll try out this new one on uh, on switch, you know it could happen yeah.
0: Yeah, I I am personally hopeful for this price point. Like, when I saw it first, I was horrified. Like, oh my god, $10, are you fucking crazy? And that annoyed me that I thought that. Because yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's
0: a full game for $10. Like, that's, that's a bargain already. Like, I hate how mobile phone games have crushed prices as mm. much as they had. Because it's ruining games, having to force your price down to that level.
1: Yeah, and then um, just the in-app purchase stuff, too, because you get it. You're like, hey, sweet, a free game. Oh, God, I still got to pay, like, $60 for this thing on my phone yeah. or whatever. You want a bag of coins? That's $50. For a chance to win a chance <laughs> to buy a level.
0: So Yeah, so I I really hope that even if this doesn't sell well, like, sell crazy well, I, I hope that Nintendo just stick at this kind of price point. Yes. Oh, and yeah. Just it's just kind it's of not gonna... muscle their way through the market this way. <laughs>
3: It's not going to get a price reduction. I tell you that now. It will be nine dollars, nine ninety nine until the end of time, and it will never, ever, ever go down. Um, which, if it's not popular, they'll just whatever. They'll just keep. They'll still keep it.
0: Which is one of the few times I will, I really hope Nintendo do do that, where they just refuse to lower the price. This well, look,
3: is the look, game look I, at, I want uh, to do. It on. Look at New Super Mario Brothers. U. I mean, on the Wii U, that's still like you know forty. Oh, it could be a. Nintendo Select game now. Not sure about that. It could be twenty dollars now. But I mean, I amazingly, luckily, I had I got New Super Mario Brothers: Youth and actually nine ninety nine. It's kind of bizarre, like the Wii U one, um, because I I got it with like a bundle and a, and it had a voucher which got me like whatever twenty dollar twenty dollars twenty pounds off, you know, another game. So I ended up getting like Mario Kart, Smash, and New Super Mario Brothers. U- you for like 240 pounds or something. I got a ridiculously good deal back in the day. And uh so like it's funny how like I even though <laughs> even though I spent 9.99 on the full console version I kind of like got bored of it and you know I I wouldn't say I didn't get my money's worth. Of course I got my money's worth, you know. But like I don't want to spend 9.99 on a game which is probably less than a console game, you know, like content wise. But that's just me, because I'm all new Super Mario Brothers out. I think at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah. And as much as I want this game to succeed, I will never buy it because I don't enjoy Mario games. I never, I never really have aside from Super Mario World. Oh.
3: Okay. Oh, well, you've lost me there. You've you've gone too far there. <laughs> yeah. right. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I, like, I like Mario Sunday. games. <laughs> I like Mario World. I like Mario Brothers Three.
0: Yeah. After Yoshi's Island, I just I've never played a Mario game where I'm like, oh man, this is great. I've just tapered off really quickly. I just don't like them.
3: You should play my levels on Mario Maker. I
0: should get Mario Maker.
3: Get baby. it on get it on Switch then when it comes out then, if you don't want to get the Wii U version.
0: I probably will because that might be a fun one. There
3: you go. Especially well, uh, on Switch
0: you can just like make a game make a level and give it to someone to try and play like right there.
3: Don't get the three D S one for God's sake. Because that's no. exactly what that is actually. Yeah
0: that's exactly what that is except it took out all the good features too.
3: <laughs> right, yep. Although apparently it does have like 100 Nintendo-made levels, which are actually quite good and challenging.
1: Yeah, that's like a full Mario game, I mean.
3: Yeah, but then it's kind of ironic because like, wow, you get 100 Mario levels. Yeah, but you also get infinite Mario levels with Mario Maker. <laughs>
2: so
1: <laughs> yeah. it
3: doesn't make any sense
1: to to advertise it like that. Yep. Well, uh, moving on here. It looks like we covered this Pokémon Sun and Moon thing. We'll go ahead and skip yep. over that. Um, just this week here in Japan... They, it was basically marking the 26th anniversary of the Super Famicom. This was on uh, November 11th. So they have like two weeks where they're releasing just kind of like waves of virtual console, uh, Super Nintendo games, Super Famicom games on the 3DS here. Uh, The first batch that came out this week on the 21st was Super Punch-Out, Super Castlevania 4, Aquamodule, Dracula, uh, Mega Man X3, Rockman X3, Final Fight 2, Final Fight 3, aka Final Fight Tough. Romancing. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ty saying that, and uh, Romancing Saga, and then Tactics Ogre. Uh, we don't know the games that are going to be coming out. <clears throat> excuse me, next week. But you know, some of these, I think about half of these are already out in North America. But I believe total right now, there are about 25 Super Famicom games on the 3DS here in Japan, and they're um, also running a special kind of campaign thing here as well, where if you purchase any of the Super Famicom games on the 3DS between the 21st and December 5th. You'll be able to get a special My Nintendo, uh what do you call it, theme? with Like a Super Famicom oh, right, yeah. cartridge and, you know, that type of thing. The stuff that, of course, they can give away for free. <laughs> so. You'd think that, but then they do charge like
3: $4 each. Yeah. And Don Koopman buys every single one.
1: Yes, I only buy maybe one a year or something. You, know. you bought, you spent money on those? Yes, I have. I had to get the Christmas one, man. I had to get the Halloween one, you know, a couple yeah, things uh, like that. Cyrus knows what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. Uh, don't involve me in your
1: okay. sickness. Okay. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that
3: then. Um, he would never spend money on such frivolous things. Yes. Like a, a fake crate of stuff that doesn't exist.
0: I didn't buy one crate.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> did uh, we many got? buy? <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Yes, what do we got here? Major's Mass Fan Made Short. Oh, I, this is the thing I haven't actually watched yet. Wow, this <laughs> is amazing. What is
0: wrong with you?
1: I was I saw the snows at work today. Um, I so saw it really when weird. I was
0: at work too. You know what I did? I goddamn watched it anyway.
1: Oh well. You told you told his students, wait
3: there a second, gotta be back gotta watch something. It's amazing. It's amazing. Everyone has to see this. It's called okay. terrible fate. Uh, Majora's mask terrible fate. And it's basically like a backstory of um the Skull Kid. Skull Kid. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of horrific, actually. It's horrific. It's sad. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's it's got a great like soundtrack. I mean, the the CG on this stuff is just like unbelievable. It's like beyond Hollywood. It's like uh, who made this? (laughs) Beyond good and evil. I mean, for
0: for context, this is like a fan made Majora's Mask. Uh, like a short movie, it's only like four minutes long or something.
3: But fan made is really like you know selling it short. It's like, yeah, fan me- for, well like professional like Hollywood uh, level CG artists fan level.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like a small mini company. They've made ads for like Coca Cola and stuff and uh
3: holidays are coming.
0: Era. Like, like it, it at first glance it looks terrible because it's like, oh, it's another grimdark reimagining of a of a Zelda game, like with hyper realistic like animated cutscenes and stuff. And then you watch it and it's perfect. Like it it is whenever anyone says no, you could never make a good video game movie. This is the perfect video game movie. It's so good.
1: Back I think maybe last year, some I think some Japanese uh, maybe it's this one guy, he did something about like Metroid. This like I'm talking like a minute twenty second, like really like hot clip. Okay, not like that kinda hot. But Is it was <laughs> it the one with Jessica Chobot from IGN in? No 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 no. It's I don't think so. No 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 no. no.
3: Right.
1: That one was weird, don't just don't even worry about what I'm saying.
3: Okay. I already forgotten
1: about it. Good. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yes. Moving on here. We're gonna go ahead and bring back something that we haven't talked about for quite a while. I know you guys have been wanting it. And yes, they're here. Has the it got Charks. theme music? Charts, 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 Charts. There you go, that's the theme <laughs> That's it. <laughs> when, I
3: on, when I clicked on this link, um, I thought it was like a, well, first of all, I thought it had gone back to 1997. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was like a, you know, just a forum page that somebody had done. But this is actually the official media Crate page. They've actually started doing, like, an English site. Is this a new thing? Like, I don't remember them having English. Because... I could have that they had
1: listed stuff before, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's always been in Japanese. I'd always usually just check the NeoGAF one, because they always they have, like, the full yeah, 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 numbers exactly. of... Exactly. So that proves that
3: it's not been in English, because we always have to read the um, NeoGAF translation, right?
1: Yeah, and it, like I said, the NeoGAF <laughs> one, if you if you want to check this stuff out, you should honestly, obviously check this out every week. Because we can't give you this information every week. Well, anyway.
3: But um, cool. I think this is Ty's job, isn't it? Top 10 from uh, yeah. Media Grade. Yeah.
4: All right. Uh, not a lot of Nintendo stuff here in this top 10.
3: Yeah.
4: Said <laughs> the floating burger. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh,
3: Starash, Mario Party Starash just missed out.
4: Well, all right, Uh, if you want me to go through all these non-Nintendo ones, all right, mm-hmm. one and two are Fate, Extella, on Vita and PS4.
1: Marvelous entertainment. You yeah. know what kind of thing you're getting into with this. You do.
4: Now now we've got the real gem here on the 3DS. We have Prepara Awaken, the goddess's dress design. <laughs> what <laughs> the heck is this out on thing? YouTube? Well, you get well. You guys were talking about Zelda or whatever. <laughs> this looks like a, a game I would be super excited to play. Ironically, mm-hmm. it, it's clearly for twelve-year-old girls.
1: Yeah, I mean, Takara Tomy. Me, I mean, these guys. Yeah, this is a toy company. I mean,
0: that's right. Well, you probably this, got
1: like a bracelet with it. I mean, this box.
0: This this box does not hold anything back. This is the box for this game. is is intense.
1: Oh, I think I saw this on Nintendo's website and just said, I was updating game profiles Said I'm going to, nope, not going to even bother to put this one on the website. It's good.
4: All right. Check that out on YouTube if you dare. (laughs) Uh, All right, number four, we got Elder Scrolls Skyrim San Andreas
2: Mm -hmm.
4: on the PS4 or whatever. Coming Uh, to
3: Switch in only four months.
4: Yep. (laughs) Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Uh, number five. One of my so students asked me about this, and I told him no. Play Overwatch. So, uh, <laughs> then uh, six, we got Fate stella again. Say what? Velvet box. Oh,
3: a, <laughs> like a double D- pack. Jesus Christ! Look at the price. It's wow. twenty-one
4: thousand yen. It's probably one of those huge-ass boxes full of all sorts of crazy shit in it. Yeah.
0: 21,000 yen is about $200.
4: Yeah.
3: Holy crap.
4: Yeah, I'm sure there's an unboxing video of that on YouTube.
3: You probably got an anime girl with it.
0: Right? Like an actual anime girl, not a... Yep. Not a That's figure. probably what happened to Ty at the start of this episode. He was right. unboxing... unboxing he was Yeah. That's right.
3: And it stuck to his face.
0: Yeah, but, you
4: know... I gotta follow my heart and go with the burger. <laughs> it's written in my jeans as an American. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I get it. All right, number seven. Now we have another Nintendo game. Are you guys ready?
2: Hello. Uh,
0: Beyblade Burst.
2: Finally. Uh, Finally.
0: Yeah. I like, while Beyblade is fair dead in all of the rest of the world. Like, I was just walking through a town, just my, like, nearby city, and they were having, like, a Beyblade tournament on the street. Like, they of like, a partition in the middle of, like, outside this store, and they had a big, like, the Beyblade dome. Beyblade is, like, a, like spinning tops that you fight yes. each other. They've got little, like, blades on the edge of them. You spin them, and they try and knock each other out of this dome. And right. they had this big-ass dome set up in the middle, and the, all the, like, kids and adults were, like, lined up with their their Beyblade launchers, and there was a big tournament going down.
1: That's, and adults—that's cool it. as fuck.
0: Yeah, so I was I was pretty hyped to see that in the street.
4: Yeah, I I, I like to imagine there's like these little pocketed, highly competitive <laughs> Beyblade communities. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like how a uh, small town Montana had a thriving Yu Gi Oh scene for some reason.
3: <laughs> True story. Did but, um, I mean,
4: Beyblade? <laughs>
3: Cyrus, yep. did did you see my uh my Twitter picture from an arcade, which was like target audience and actual audience sat, oh, yeah. sat next that, to each other?
0: That is a common occurrence in every place in Japan.
3: I think it was a Dragon Ball card game. It was basically like you know a thirty-five to forty-year-old guy playing next to like this seven-year-old boy. They they were not related, and they were not you know father and son or anything. Like just...
0: <laughs> I, I've seen in like in Bic Camera, which is like a general like electronic goods store here they usually have a, a mini arcade section up in like the toys floor where they've got a, uh, like a few of these, these games where you like, you print, you, you win cards and you have to play again, win more cards, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and this is the same where you'll see like a, a line of like adults all waiting to play. And then a fa- like a mother and father will come up with their child and like wanting to play the machine and see this line of adults and just go, sorry, kid, we can't play. And then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, man, what the hell is wrong with you?
3: So, at number nine, or number, oh, yeah. eight, number, nine, number eight now, I think?
4: Uh, it was somewhere. We, uh, yeah, I think we we're by that it. tab. <laughs>
0: yeah, number eight, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2.
4: Yeah. Not on Nintendo. Yes. Nope. And then... Number nine, PS4 Battlefield One, and oh, PS4
3: exclusive, uh, exclusive.
4: Then ten, Titanfall Two,
3: also PS4 exclusive.
4: Is yeah. it for some reason I was thinking it was an Xbox exclusive, yeah. but I guess I'm retarded. No. No. Titanfall
0: One was Xbox exclusive. Yes. James is right. just
1: saying that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a Japanese list. It's exclusive by default,
1: basically in Japan. Yes. I knew I see what you're throwing down. I well, it. I, it,
3: yeah, I could either be being a dick, or I could actually be factual because some games actually don't get X-Bone releases because they just don't bother.
0: Sure. Right. But it is ones... pretty impressive that like <laughs> yeah. oh. Japan, which is supposed to be not big on first-person shooters, has three first-person shooters in the top ten games this week.
1: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Battlefield's yeah, almost two hundred thousand, and Call of Duty, it's that's one hundred thirty thousand, and yeah, I mean, that's. Pretty impressive numbers for kind of a, you know, uh, not so popular genre here. And it's not a
3: it's not a shooter, but um, you know, Skyrim is a Western game, and that's in yeah, in yeah and that came in a
0: really nice position twenty seven thousand copies, fourth on the chart.
3: New, yeah, new release, the remaster release. Um, yeah, so well, maybe that shows that you know the Switch version does have a chance. You know, it's on a Nintendo system, new audience right. that have never ever played a. Um, an Elder Scrolls game, in their lives. Yeah, you know. Might and, I, I, audience.
0: and I know a lot of people who actually don't play any games except Skyrim. Like, they play one game. Like, my girlfriend has been playing Skyrim and just Skyrim for, like, eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, that is, a, that is a big game to get on the Switch, regardless of how old it is.
3: Just uh, skimming through the list the for Wii U games, there's not many...
0: Uh, Mi- yeah. Minecraft, Minecraft the is at seventeen,
3: yeah. Yeah. Spl- Splatoon and Mario, Paper Mario, the twenty-five, twenty-six, and yeah. that's about.
1: Oh no, there's four, at number forty-six we have got Mario Kart eight. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of 3DS games in between oh, that yeah, stuff yeah. too. But I mean, it's the stuff that we probably talked about, you know, years ago. The Stuff that has the really you know, long legs, and stuff that's always going to be there and always selling, it's still Actually,
0: there. Actually, speaking of legs, there's uh, some Monster Hunter Stories is here, 13th on the list. I haven't really been following much of this, and I think some of you teach, like, you might have access to younger people than I do. So how has that game been doing, do you know?
1: Well, I remember around launch time, there I, I do a private lesson with this kid and, like, his sister and some other little kids, and he was... I don't know why, but we we kind of brought it up and we talked about it a little bit, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I kind of want to get that game," and I was like, "Do you watch the anime?" And He said, "No," I'm like,
0: "Okay." <laughs> yeah, because like I knew it had a huge like merchandise push when we were at TGS, like the amount yeah. of stuff they were making, but I haven't seen any of it
1: anywhere. It. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they got the they got the anime. It comes on Sunday mornings at like eight thirty. I have no idea. I've been recording it, and I just haven't watched any of them except for like maybe one episode. Um, but I mean, it's it's not bad. But yeah, I haven't seen any merch anywhere aside from like the amiibo. So hmm.
3: right, do amiibos yeah. sell anymore in Japan? I only ever see them in, in bargain buckets. That's very true.
0: <laughs> they do sell, just not as insanely as they did.
2: Yes. But, Fair
0: enough. Yeah. Actually, uh, and uh, just kind of backtracking a bit to that Zelda that it's being pushed back to March. Breath of the Wild. That one of the amiibo for that has just completely vanished. They're no longer advertising the one of you know the the tentacle robot guardian monster <laughs> thing.
2: Yeah. That
0: that was like that's just gone. They've stopped mentioning it on any of their websites. And,
3: Interesting. Too complicated. That's I
1: thought, yeah. ah, fuck it it was sensors. supposed
0: to have like posable arms and everything so they might yeah. have run into like manufacturing choking, issues
1: choking hazard maybe yeah it and then still alive and still choking only, children uh,
3: yes you know, they'll only charge one one thousand two hundred yen for it yeah they still haven't worked that out have they you know yeah. you can actually charge more for you know things that cost you more yes.
1: Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> um, let's go through this the hardware here really quick i'll just kind of run through from bottom to X-Bone. top. Come on, give me the X Bones. Obviously, the X Bones there. 200? This, yeah, this particular week, not even 200, 171. Then uh, <laughs> the PS3 edged it out. They were 611. Then the Wii U came in, only 2,700 units. PlayStation Vita's up next, about 10,000. And the 3DS, about 32,000. And then the PS4 with 92. So, shit. Well,
0: the yeah. 2DS or... is selling a healthy amount of units.
3: Oh, I, yeah, I, uh, one of my students brought a 2DS today. It's the first time I'd actually held one, like an actual hmm. one. They had a green, a, I guess it was a Pokemon Green, Is it? yeah, Pokemon Green, right? Pokemon yeah. Green Special yes. Edition. It's like, like that translucent uh, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite nice, actually. And the buttons are totally different. They're like mushy, they're like squidgy, hmm. like oh, soft cool. soft, rubbery
1: kind of feeling.
3: And yeah, it's very, very different. Yeah, it's selling totally.
1: better than the regular new 3DS. According to the numbers I'm looking and at. It's a lot heavier
3: than I thought as well. From, hmm. from when you look at it, it looks like a very thin, cheap piece of plastic. But it's, it's got some heft to it. Cool. cool. Um, next up, we've got some Famitsu's, Famitsu's Most Wanted new yes. regular feature in this, uh, in this podcast, whether you like it or not. Yep. Um, so last time we had lots of final fantasy Pokemon and Dragon Quest games. Let's see if this week is any different. Hmm. Number ten, Saga Scarlet Grace. Never heard of it. PS Vita <laughs> game. Kingdom Hearts like Three.
0: Romancing Saga or something? I don't know. Could go.
3: be. Kingdom Hearts three. People are very much looking forward to that. Uh Super Robot. Super Robot Wars five. <laughs> Yakuza six. Uh, Resident Evil seven. Should be Bihazard seven, shouldn't it? Uh, Dragon Quest XI, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Dragon Quest XI. Oh, sorry, yes, the, the 3DS version is number 5 and the PS4 version is number 3. And then Pokemon Sun and Moon, which is the last time this will be on this list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are very much excited for that. It's the second Switch list.
0: over to stars next week.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, no, this is only officially announced games, isn't it? And then last is uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, which is another game which won't be on next week, <laughs> right yeah, it's funny. The number one and number two are games that were just about to come out, so I guess people are just going mental the and just hype. like the hype train was just you know getting derailed, and I was you know those are the games that were almost out. I think isn't last Guardian out soon, like December sixth or something
4: I think yeah, keep that' been forever.
3: Yeah. You <laughs> can forever is not on this list. Watch Dogs 2 is on this list. Is that being delayed in Japan? It might just be coming much up, later. Sure. Like Doctor Strange, for fuck's sake.
1: Fucking next year. Fucking. I wanted to see the Assassin's Creed movie, but that's not coming until like March.
0: Hey, we got we got a good string of movies coming out on time, kind of here. We've got the Harry Potter movies out this week. It's a little late. We got Moana. We got Star Wars. We're, we're in good shape.
1: It's It's been worse. Yeah.
3: And Danny, you'll be glad to hear that Megami Meguri, the uh, train pass <laughs> activated 3DS <laughs> game, is uh, hanging in there at like 39th most uh, anticipated game.
1: Oh, excellent. I can't, just really Is, is that, that you?
3: Did you vote for that?
1: Yes, that was me. Yeah, it All says, it says 128 one of those votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good. Yes. So, so um, I guess that kind of does it for our... Famicast, Famicast, fami, famitsu charts. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Famicast Most Wanted. Maybe we should do
3: a Famicast Most Wanted. Hey, readers, yeah. listeners, what do you, what, what, what uh, Japanese game do you, are you most looking forward to? Yeah, doesn't have I'm to be
1: Japanese, Japanese I guess.
4: Barkley showed up at Jam Gaiden too. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Japanese,
1: right? Hell yeah. Uh, probably. That's the word Gaiden. Gaiden, excuse me. Um... <laughs> And so Gaden. <laughs> you're, you're Gaiden. Yeah. So next up, James has a special motherfucking quiz, bitches. As That's offensive. I know, excuse me, pardon my language.
3: So, today's quiz is a musical quiz. We're going to be listening to six tunes and the 8-bit remixes of games that are not 8-bit. The, the first song uh, we're going to listen to, uh, please have a listen. I want you to tell me which game it's from and for bonus points, you can tell me like the world or the stage um, it's from as well. Okay. All right. If you if you just get the game, that's good enough. So yeah, go ahead, press play. to be Ooh. writing your answers in the box provided. <laughs> this should be relatively easy. Wow. No, I mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Ty is just like fucking nailed it.
0: <laughs> he was singing along.
3: OK. Well, I'm just going to show you what Ty wrote, because he got it right.
1: The answer was Diddy Kong Racing, oh, Uh, man. Everfrost Peak. I, I played this game so many times. I knew the music. I was just thinking, oh, my God, I can't picture what game this is from. I'm ashamed. I
0: think I played this, like, once when I was babysitting my neighbors.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> I
0: played it a lot. It was a good game.
3: It's a great game. So, Sai, so, so you said The Marios. I think I can give you zero for that. <laughs> and Danny says, I,
0: I got some of the letters correct.
3: Danny just gave up. So, Ty, you get uh, two points, I guess, because you got the game and you got the, the track as well. Nice. Cool. So let's move on to the next track. mentioned at the beginning these are not 8-bit games but these are 8-bit remixes of games so uh, could be a snares game could be an n64 game could be a GameCube game could be anything right could be a Wii U game
4: could be some obscure Europe only game
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah could be that it's not but <laughs> so uh, one of the listeners Nick Tendo he says harvest moon that's uh, not correct Ty says mother 3. Uh that's not correct. It's <laughs> Cell S- 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 Sai. S says The Animal Crossings. <laughs> <laughs> that's not correct either. Uh Danny he actually got the closest. It was in fact Super Mario Galaxy 2, but I'll give you i p- I'll give you a point for that. Galaxy well, 2. I put Galaxy dot dot dot. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Galaxy 2. It was uh Freezy Flake Galaxy. Okay. So you can notice a little uh, theme developing here. Nope. No? No? nope. <laughs> okay. Well, the We're third in. one, the third one might uh, make it even more obvious. Okay. So, Danny,
2: take yep. it away. Okay.
3: Okay guys, let's get your answers for song number 3. So, Hamburger ties right in there. Yep. Danny's with a good a good good uh, good guess. Nintendo with a good guess. Sai <laughs> si says, "I made this one up." Yeah, it's my song, my chip tune. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to start a new band, a chip tune band. Um actually Nintendo says Earthbound, which is which is actually kind of close in a way, um, but it's not the right answer. Danny says Chrono trigger. Um Good try. But uh, <laughs> Ty, Ty actually had completely the right answer.
2: Undertale?
0: Which is, oh, oh.
3: Undertale. In- oh yeah, this was
0: okay. on a Nintendo console, wasn't it?
3: Uh, no, it's not. I don't think it is a no. Nintendo console. No? <laughs> which is why I said Danny might not get it. I
2: haven't played this
3: game I've- I have what? checked out music for this for the Family Cast, though. So I'd probably heard this at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I thought because I thought, you know, because Ty has played it and he mentioned it on the show, I thought we've used music from it. So, yeah, just this I,
0: one. I've never listened to music before. I've just heard it's universally good. And oh, the fact that this, that this song actually went, wow, this is really good. That's a yeah. good sign that it is a good soundtrack.
1: Everything I've heard is fantastic.
3: I should probably play the game. Okay, so that brings Ty up to four because you got the game and the track. And. So, Danny's on one still, and Cyrus is yet to score. But uh, yeah, Nintendo with Earthbound. I mean, if, if Nintendo is listening and he hasn't played Undertale, then I could see how he would say Earthbound, right? right? Yeah, it I mean.
0: definitely had that, that casual RPG town feeling to it.
3: Right. So, have you noticed the pattern now with the first three songs? No. no
0: yeah, I mean, to- total brain serious. freeze on this one.
3: Ever Frost Peak, Freezy Flake Galaxy, and Snowed in Town. Still don't get it.
4: Oh,
0: is, is <laughs> it something about like leaking documents?
2: <laughs>
4: I nearly wrote in Edward Snowed Town.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I should have.
3: Because it snowed in freaking November for the first time in 50 fucking years. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, is the theme November? Yeah. <laughs> but from now on, it's not snowy uh, themed. Here we go. So let's move on to song number four. Higher in there with oh, almost correct answers. Um, I
0: had three possible answers and I don't know which one it was. Okay.
3: Well, Nintendo says something by Capcom, and uh, he's correct.
0: Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool to get that.
3: Danny says Shovel Knight, which um, <laughs> thematically, I guess, yeah, I
2: mean, yeah,
3: it probably was inspired by this game. Yeah, well, definitely was inspired by this game. It is, of course, Mega Man X, which is what Cy and Ty both said. But unfortunately, um, you didn't get the, uh, the level correct. It really? was uh, Flame Mammoth.
0: Oh, he oh, was not one of my three. I thought it was Armored Armadillo or uh, Spark Mandrel.
3: So is, that, is Mega Man 0 different from Ma- Mega Man X? Yeah. OK, well, apparently, OK. Yes, I think this is Mega Man X. Yeah, so Flame was. Mammoth is Mega Man X, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. My
0: all-time favorite game. Yeah. I goddamn love the Mega Man X. I was
4: thinking of the Flame Mammoth stage, but I was thinking it was Spark Mandrills for some reason.
3: Well, Tai, that means you get five for that one. You get an extra point for that one. And Sai, you got your first point. Whoop, whoop. And so, yeah. Sai and Dan are tied at one point. <laughs> Here we go.
4: Hold on a minute. That's not a snow stage.
3: Yeah. 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 I thought thought we'd thaw. You see what I mean? We're thawing out now.
4: Unless you beat chill penguin first and then the stage freezes over. Ah. Ah. There
3: you go. That's exactly what I was thinking probably. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was actually thinking more like just thawing us out after those three frosty stages.
0: That's
4: dumb. There you
3: go. seriously though
0: to all listeners if you have not played Mega Man X that is your homework from Cyrus is go goddamn play that game
3: right then next one I'm going to throw a bone to uh, Cyrus again see if he can get this one if he doesn't he will be shamed (laughs) Uh, Nick Tender says Animal Crossing, so he clearly knows Cyrus uh, and the games he likes. <laughs> Danny says... <laughs> Animal
0: Crossing goddamn Amiibos.
3: <laughs> Danny says Bomberman 64.
0: <laughs> Bomberman
4: 64 is cool music. Does it really? song in it, though. Okay,
3: and, and Cyrus doesn't stop talking about it on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ty says uh, Sun and Moon, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um... Uh, that would be fast work, wouldn't it? Creating eight-bit <laughs> tunes of uh, Pokémon Sun and Moon, and already,
4: yeah, it's been done.
3: Okay, I'll take your word for it, but you're wrong. <laughs> so uh, this is Cyrus's answer. Cyrus said something, something Pokémon. Let's be awkward and say Pokén, and you're right.
4: Yeah, oh, it is Pokén. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: Jesus,
3: it is Pokén. <laughs> I thought you'd all get that because you know Cyrus talked about Pokén for like thirty-six episodes. Yeah, but I um,
0: played it for like thirty-six minutes.
3: Uh, Yeah, Pokken, Diggersby Land. Does that make any sense to you?
4: I
0: assume it's one of the stages. That's
4: that horrifying rabbit.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Diggersby Land, yeah. So that's, yeah, Diggersby Land from Pokken.
0: Oh, man, in the chat, fucking Fun Gamer. He was on point with that answer.
3: So here we go. Anyway, let's move on to the last. Yeah, yeah, the last song. Here we go. What we got. So this is a game that Danny has played and talked about on the show.
2: Huh?
1: I am drawing blanks on everything. It's like <laughs> I, I this is ridiculous. This should just be a give me. And for whatever reason, everything that I even have remotely thought that I know, yeah. it's just my goodness. This is probably embarrassing. <laughs> I definitely this remember is, you talking about it. Wrong. This is wrong. This is so wrong.
5: <laughs> no I, way.
0: My my defense of getting really low points in this is that I'm really bad at these kind of games. It's the perfect defense. I have the worst musical ear. I have no <laughs> idea what music is.
3: Um. So, Nintendo's got an answer. Uh, Cyrus says baseball. The game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I should have said bases loaded or something.
3: Ty says mighty switch Force. <laughs> Did you talk about mighty switch Force, Danny? All the time.
4: I think <laughs> I, I I talked about that one time.
3: Man, you yeah, guys are. This is a shot in
4: the dark because it sounded like one of the composers for Way oh, Forward.
3: There oh, it is. Oh my goodness. There it is. There it is. Man, that's yeah. No, you're embarrassingly far off from this one. Uh, Nick Tendo is probably the closest. He says Lilith Wars, a, you know, aka Star Fox 64. The mission complete theme. theme. Oh,
1: I just put it in. The Danny up. just
3: changed his answer.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I literally. Why did you. Okay. No, no <laughs>
3: that's the, I think. Yeah, you, you. it appeared as I was talking, so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But um, so yeah, it is stuff. Well, it's Star Fox Zero, but it's it's a remix of the, the Star Fox 64. Because, you know, it's, there's lots of music which is similar to Star Fox 64. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, I thought. Everyone's played Star Fox 64, so I thought you'd at least get Star Fox.
4: Right. So Ty, you
3: should be pretty embarrassed about that.
4: Yeah, Yeah. what stage would that be from Star Fox 64?
3: It's after you clear the stage. It's called Mission Complete, so that means Ty has never actually got Mission Complete. (laughs)
0: That's right, you got me. I think I I played Lilat Wars at one of my other friends' house. I wasn't babysitting that time.
3: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations!
0: What I'm trying to say here is I've had very limited exposure to Nintendo consoles.
3: Oh, right, right, okay. Excuses, excuses. Um, so yeah, Danny, I'll give you a point for that one. Okay, uh, just in time for that. But yeah, Star Fox Zero, Danny, you talked about this on the show, right? Maybe once. Uh-huh. Not all the time. <laughs> but You played it.
1: I have it. I don't oh, think
3: it. I said that you played it all the time. I I think that's what, I was talking about that with uh, Cyrus and Pocin. You oh. get confused with. Uh... <laughs> what I do like about the fact that this is a video show, I can see you all thinking.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I I forgot we had videos. Full <laughs> I, I <saw> hamburger face.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially Ty, the thought process just going through that hamburger head.
3: Okay, and. Uh... Yeah, that's the end of the quiz. So the the final scores were uh, uh, Danny and uh, Cyrus on two and uh, tie with five.
4: Yeah, shut up. A
3: a winner is you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so Danny, we're we
1: going to move on to some
3: little bit of tweets. We've only got a few.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and yeah, go back to the feedback and tweets and all that. And if you guys want to send us stuff, like we mentioned many times already, you can follow us on Twitter at TheFamicast. If you want to send us a longer type of thing, hit us up via email, famicast.nintendoworldreport.com. Hit us up on the comments here on YouTube. Or if you're on nintendoworldreport.com, leave a comment in the talkback thread below and you can get your comment, complaint, or whatever read out on the air like these guys. So, James, what do we got, man? Uh, Lady Lindis asked, um, I don't suppose you guys
3: keep a list of the various game songs you use in each episode. That's kind of a good one to talk about with this one, because we yes. use lots of music. Yeah. I mean, well, we told you what all the ones were in the quiz, but I guess um, she's talking about the ones, you know, with the in- between the sections and stuff. I mean, I think I replied to her on Twitter, like, we, we actually used to do this, <laughs> like, in the article, we used to have, like, a playlist of all the songs we used. Yes. but we kind of got like lazier and lazier and kind of stopped doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, But, you know, honestly, I mean, we we might still be lazy, but I still prop I mean, as long as it's something that's has within the past year or so, I probably still have the tracks on my computer so I can, you know, tell you what it is and stuff. So if you guys are interested in that type of stuff, just hit me up on Twitter at Biv. Do you, like you have there. it in folders, like Famicast 50
3: folder? Or yes, like, I have 51. 92 folders. <laughs> plus. With the songs in it? You don't oh, keep still so like, have. Do you keep the editing files, like garage band files? No, I delete those. So I was gonna say they're like much, gigabytes much. on them. Yeah, that's like 10 <laughs> gigabytes of for a podcast file or something. Right. Um so next one is from uh, James Jones, actually. I'll be hearing from him <laughs> uh, shortly. Who? Oh. Yeah. Apparently there's a guy who posts gleefully on the RFN Facebook page where whenever I'm not on. That's James Jones. Uh, this week, should I tell him I'm, I'm on the next Famicast? So, Danny, what is he talking about there? So, <laughs> well, w- which part? Well, yeah, there's a guy who obviously doesn't like James Jones on the RFN, but <laughs> the fact that he listens to the Famicast instead of RFN to, get to, to avoid James Jones is kind of ironic because this yeah. episode...
1: James Jones is on the Famicast. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's going to be coming up here in a little bit. Um, if, you, if you're listening to the audio version, you're watching us live on YouTube, subscribe to us on iTunes, go to the Into the World Report, do all that type of stuff, and you'll be able to get that exclusive Japan interview with James Jones. So,
3: yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, yes, we do have some other...
0: So what what is not shown in that tweet that uh, that James is reading from our show notes is a, a Facebook conversation.
1: Oh right, oh, and yeah. it's
0: like an image that hasn't been pasted in. But there's basically this guy who who comments whenever he's not on. He says, "Has James gone? Can I say resubscribe?" And then RFN replies, "Life is never safe." And the guy responds back, "Well, I'll stick with the Famicast for now." And RFN says, "Enjoy." <laughs> so uh so yeah the famic asked for when you don't want to listen to james
2: yeah well james. we're
3: yeah well, we're... You,
0: this episode you get two jameses so yeah suck it, black censor bar guy
3: yep um he means the black the the, the color <laughs> that used on the page <laughs> oh no okay oh, boy. just to clarify that um great work Hey, come on, we're in new dark times here. We've got to, we got to make sure we're on the the right side of he, uh, here. Um, so, uh, Luca Tyrion, um, which um, uh, I keep, I forgot to mention that I met up with him in Akihabara and uh, he was a great guy. We had a, a drink together. I met him and his
1: wife, uh, Danny. Did you you also met him, right? No, I didn't oh, get to. Didn't, like, didn't yeah, it, actually, I, I want to personally apologize to him and to Rich because <laughs> I think the week that. They were free to hang out. I don't know. I was incredibly busy. I had like a bunch of other personal sure things. Like... It's my excuses. <laughs> it
3: so, but yeah, it was great to meet you, Luca. And uh, sorry for not mentioning it in the last episode. But yeah, he was also asking if we we're okay after the earthquake. There was a 7.5, 7.2 earthquake um, mm-hmm. happening near Fukushima. And there was another tsunami warning. Um, but yeah, we're all
1: fine. Well, I'm obviously dead. we're all here. Tai, it means. <laughs> tai is dead. Really terrible scarring and stuff, so now he's a cheeseburger. My my
4: mom emailed me because she was scared because she heard about a 1.4 mile high wave.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, pretty. (laughs) (laughs) That that reminds me of like after the earthquake, my father, I was talking to him on the phone and he said, So, Danny, Tokyo's abandoned, right? And I was like, What? (laughs) What are you watching? I don't know. Check your sources, <laughs> people. We try to do the same thing. Sometimes we fail. Don't be like us, okay?
3: <laughs> and also, Luca said, uh, for you, it's Thanksgiving, but for me, it is a Thursday.
1: Oh, it's... Which
3: okay. Is a, which is a quote from Rocky, in the first Rocky movie. Okay. What was that? Did, Danny, you said this was the first Thanksgiving episode of the No,
1: okay. Now you're just putting words into my mouth. <laughs> I, I specifically... On the Famicast Twitter I specifically put out like, hey Americans, what a great way to kick up your Thanksgiving. Come on, listen Danny, to the Famicast I, Live.
3: I know what Thanksgiving is. It is a national holiday celebrated in Canada and the United States. Originally celebrated as a day of thanks for the blessing of the harvest and the preceding year. It is also I also know that it's celebrated on the second Monday of October in Canada and the fourth Thursday of November in the United States, <laughs> so you know, don't t- don't talk to me like I don't know what Thanksgiving is. Yeah, pardon me. God, no. Well, anyway, um, so <laughs> well, maybe if you believed in freedom, we wouldn't have this problem, right? And also, t- <laughs> Tyrion's on fire on um, Twitter at the moment. He's also uh, s- <laughs> sending screenshots of well ties. Appearance in this uh, video, the video version of this show, he's been—he uh, tweeted a couple of screenshots of that.
2: <laughs> but, nice. uh, yeah,
3: it's quite frightening. Well, yeah, see for yourself. Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure the video version of this episode is going to be the most viewed because people are going to wonder, like, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Make me the thumbnail,
3: please. You'll be on, you'll be on the thumbnail.
4: Hell yeah. it yeah.
3: will be there. It'll be one part of it at least. Um, so, uh, uh, Cyrus, do we have anything in the chat that we need to talk about? Or?
0: Uh, no, just someone asking how to listen to the show on Google Play. So it's all good. Uh, how do no. we do that?
3: I Google Play? What?
0: I'm not really sure. I just told him to listen to it on the, the <laughs> link. Honestly, maybe there's a Google Play thing. I don't know, but does it work? So, I I don't know. I just said I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Great. I would I would uh, download the mv 3 directly to your Android device, and then listen to it. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's what my advice uh, was: just to, to go to the the Famicast Twitter, and you'll get the links. The recent. Yeah,
1: and I mean, there. it's this this audio version is not going to be available for theoretically a couple more days, anyways. But um, yeah, when it is, please check that. Maybe even check out some kind of podcast app on Google Play. I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm an iOS guy, and I really don't know. Too much about podcast stuff. Computers on, on computers.
3: <laughs> so Danny, this is the end of the regular part of the show. Yep. But it's not the end of the show entirely, right? No. I mean... There's, another, be, <laughs>
2: there's
3: another fucking hour of it. Jesus Christ. There's
1: another Christ. fucking whole, basically double this, what we've already done. It's <laughs> no, be fun. Not I, quite I, that, but... I know. But no, it's, we had a great time to sit down with James Jones. It was me, uh, JC, and Ty talking with James Jones. Just about a lot of this different things about Japan. And then actually the day after that, I actually got to meet James Jones in person and also Carly, a uh, staff member, uh, from Europe on Nintendo World Report as well, and it was really fun meeting up with those guys, showing them around Akiba, and going to the Capcom Bar. Um, oh, nice! It's kind of weird that we're
3: talking about the future as the past before it's actually happened. But <laughs> what, did you, what did you? What did you? What did you? Are you
1: going to have not done? or oh, I mean, done
3: yet in the future?
1: I mean, my wife and I are going to go to Tokyo and meet up with Carly and James Jones at the Capcom bar and I think it's up Shinjuku, and then it's like a theme Capcom bar with a bunch of different themed food. What what will you drink? I might drink two beers or three or more. I don't remember. I don't know.
4: an amazing photo on Twitter. I don't know who tweeted it, but apparently you can go to the Capcom bar and order a a Devil May Cry (laughs) themed drink.
1: Yes. And
4: it gets you these two guns guns of frozen ice
1: Yes.
0: and the like, guy like when he gives these something like let it rock
1: yeah I, rock, I saw baby. that too I saw I, that too and I mean I just if, well, if I were going to an establishment such as this which I'm planning on doing then I would probably just opt for a beer which they might just offer it through some kind of monster hunter cup <laughs> or something anyways and they also might have fish, fish and chips Okay, good. It means it's time to give our Twitter handles and get the hell out of here. So um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can, please do, maybe. Uh, You can follow me at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. James, how about you?
3: Um, Yeah, follow me at Family Complicated for a bizarre mixture of, uh, well, video game switch news and uh, decrying the end of the world. And sobbing every night. Kind of a go between the two, to be honest. I just stick to games and food. <laughs> yeah, the best to at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, the tie. <laughs> oh, tie?
4: You know, all the stuff James has said, I saved that for Facebook. So <laughs> that leaves uh, video games and like dark, ironic humor and snark for mm-hmm. my Twitter account, which is Super Cat Drugs.
1: Cyrus
0: you can find me at Celsi where I pine about not being able to play Pokemon Sun Moon. Pretty much 100% of my tweets at this point.
3: Wow. That sounds like an awful account to follow. Wouldn't do it. Alright. Well, on that <laughs> note...
0: I'm, I'm not going to deny it.
3: <laughs> uh, I, feel, I feel a sickness coming on Dania, you know? feels like yeah. my throat is really sore. Yeah. Well, it might suddenly change over
1: the next uh, know, hour or so starting yeah. right now. You might. All right, well, we're going to be out of here for the main part of the show. So, catch you guys Cyrus, next time. Cyrus, get the fuck out of here. Just get out, man. Get,
2: get out. out. Get the fuck out. Get out.
1: This is a no Irish
3: club. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too far. So, maybe. It's okay. Oh, that was an awesome, awesome podcast, wasn't it? Dan? Man, you don't get much better than that, Ooh. that's for sure. <laughs> wow. We've, we've got this amazing bonus segment now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is actually pretty crazy. So um, right now we're joined by a very, very special guest, Mr. James
5: <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for coming into our country. He has yeah. replaced and killed Cyrus. Yes. <laughs> Good.
5: I mean, so that's, <laughs> that's that's a bit harsh
1: yeah it's all right he's fine with it yeah he's, he's irish that's, that
5: might be harsher
1: yeah <laughs> all right so james is actually here in japan right now and uh, i'm kind of all wanted right. to well what <laughs> james jones i've been here for ages what are you talking about okay but james <laughs> squared is now
5: in japan
3: we're gonna have to do the initial thing or the uh the nickname thing aren't we yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, been here uh, been here since last Wednesday,
2: I think. Mm-hmm.
5: So a bit over a week now. Okay. Sweet. We got a few got a few more days left. Makes sense. Um been all over the place.
3: <clears throat> with uh, fellow staffer uh Carly yeah. Young, who can't be with us tonight.
5: Yeah, unless I can drag her in here. We'll see. <laughs> um it may it may it may you may hear crashing and like, no, I don't wanna being screamed, but it'll be fine. <laughs> um so i haven't been drinking so you may you may not hear that i may i may save that Damn. for some other time but um we were actually fortunate to uh to see matt walker down in Osaka earlier mm-hmm. this week mm-hmm. that was really cool nice. um you know matt matt was formerly at nwr and now works over at capcom yep um
3: cool. <laughs> we do know that <laughs> dude he was on this show for quite a long time.
5: Not, not for you guys, <laughs> for the people listening.
3: Oh right, yeah, of course, of course. All oh, right, yes. Oh, that I, I, yes. <laughs> I think. I, I know, know you
5: guys know that.
3: I think <laughs> who I think the uh, <laughs> well, Ty doesn't know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, I think he's still. He's still on the artwork for the show, isn't he? So, yeah, he's still on
5: the artwork for the show. Yes. <laughs> he, he's, he's still here, here. for like it's okay. forty
3: episodes, but
5: um, I
2: think, yeah.
5: Yeah, we we've uh, we've done a lot of cool stuff, you know, all the touristy stuff, seen seen a bunch of castles, seen a bunch of, of cities. Um I miss the onsen trip, which is a bummer. Um but all of that's kinda supplemental to what you guys talk about on this show. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go talk about how wow, the people who made him made really didn't wanna have to deal with a fight. So like we'll leave all that out. Um I will mention because it is it is tangentially related that um there is apparently a a very popular tv show about the sengoku era right now and um anytime you go to a castle it's just kids dressed up as samurai and then merch for sengoku Basara, the the capcom anime slash video game series everywhere um to the point where you might if you didn't know better think this is a historically accurate representation of what those people were it's not Uh Like, straight up inside Osaka Museum, like, just figurines of Senkoku (laughs) Basara. Which is a series where at one point... (laughs) Yeah, which is a series where at one point a character rides a horse like it's a motorcycle and screams, put your guns on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, maybe not the best way to introduce Japanese children to their own history, but it's okay.
3: Or maybe the best way, depending on how you look at it.
5: Like, (laughs) like, I mean... did you, does your horse have exhaust pipes? Probably not. <laughs> and it, it's cooler for having them. Um, but from a gaming standpoint, you know, done some game center stuff. Uh, done some some diving through. I've only gone to Denden Den Town so far, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Ikebukuro. Are you, are you I
3: currently in Osaka now, or uh, we
5: Tokyo? we left Osaka a couple days ago, and we're now in Tokyo. Nice. And Denden um, Den Town was was intense. And we're gonna be meeting up with Danny to go to Akihabara, which is probably going to be even more intense. Mm-hmm. But um did I did find some stuff. Um I showed these guys before the show, Zagekino Regenlev for Wii, which never came out outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kill giant monsters with a sword, the game.
2: <laughs>
3: but somehow uh, Greg got his hands on it.
5: <laughs> yeah, Greg imported one, he talked about it on Radio Free Nintendo. Yep. Um and uh so I'm not gonna be able to be the be the the progenitor of this game on that show, but that's okay.
2: Yeah.
5: I can live with that. Yeah. Um I also picked up a copy of uh Game Center CX two, which never came out in the West. Um and I think there was a three for three DS, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, there was. I don't remember hearing good things about it though. Yeah, I think that one's supposed to be
5: not that good. But yeah, the first I two I think somebody else made it. it. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's um funny. so I I'm, I'm I'm excited to get my chance to that was really expensive. Really? Like I was kind of surprised how expensive that game was. Um, and it seems like just going through those games, this is something I noticed, and if you're coming to Japan to visit and, and thinking about just digging through games, games where the first game came out in the West and the second one didn't, especially on systems like the DS, where you don't have to do any kind of crap to play them on a, on a non-Japan-region system, are really expensive. Hmm. Stuff like this is super expensive, but then stuff like Kokoro Scan, which I also picked up, I got for uh 300 yen. Kokoro uh, Scan? If you don't remember Kokoro Scan, the only reason I bought it is because it had a really amazing trailer, which just had a song that went with it, just Kokoro Scan over over and over again, and a crazy ass video that went with it. And John Lindeman, for whatever reason, got really obsessed with that video. He <laughs> would sing it on the show. <laughs> but basically, this was the game that was supposed to be able to tell, like, if you were telling the truth based on the Nintendo DS microphone. Oh, I remember <laughs> this.
0: Yeah, how'd that uh, work? Out? Published by Sega,
5: <laughs> I'm sure it's super accurate. Um, but like to some point, like some of the stuff I just got, like, well, let's this looks like complete horseshit. Let's give that a try. <laughs> but like a lot of the stuff that you know I've been going through on the DS, it didn't come out in the West. It's a lot of like, you know, read the Nihon Shogi on your DS. Right. right it's right. it's like well, no, <laughs> and why? Um... <laughs> You know, yeah, like
3: lots of like house housekeeping, like yeah. like almost like application style games on the DS. Kind how, of crazy. How to there.
5: how to, um maintain your maple tree? It's like, <laughs> right. DS. It's like no, I don't want that. And Wasn't like there, I one, of the, want... one
3: of them, like published by Nintendo, like the one that came yeah. with like a massive calligraphy pen or something ridiculous. Yes,
5: there was. I have seen that game. there's a calligraphy game on the DS from Nintendo, <laughs> like a part of whatever the <laughs> Japanese equivalent of the Bit Generation, not Bit Generations. Um
3: right right touch generation but nintendo yeah.
5: called the touch generations games were and right. like i ran it so i read it and i have a, a really really poor concept of japanese language like I, I learned i studied a long time ago i'm impressed by how much i remember mm-hmm. what after like a week here but like a, like
3: vocally like uh, spoken or like
5: reading or like like hearing somebody and being able to piece together what they're saying hmm um and in some cases like recognizing kanji that i had long forgotten and going oh i remember what that is i mean i no, remember like in this situation these two together are pronounced this way because that's that's the, in my opinion the shittiest part about learning that language is like oh these two together are pronounced differently than when they're paired together like this
3: <laughs> tell me about it yep.
5: uh but like understanding from the cons- from like what, in the sentence like what the thing means and there were a couple of those like you know, touch generation style games where I'd pick them up and I'd look at it and go, "I think I know what this means," but there's no way that's what that means. And then I'd run the translator on it, like son of a bitch, that is exactly what that is.
3: It's same you and missed be- the uh, onsen because uh, that would have been a good test of your male and female kanjis. <laughs> 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 I'm not, I'm not kidding. There was yeah. there was an onsen I went to. There were two exactly like identical, like what would you call it, like a curtain. With just mm-hmm. the kanji on it, and they were both brown colored, not like pink and blue, just brown and brown. Oh, and it was like, okay, oh flip a coin. It I'm does. either going to be humili- humiliated or just, you know, have a nice onsen.
5: You're going to be. It'll be the most relaxing onsen or the least relaxing onsen,
3: <laughs> or a, or a visit in a police cell. Yeah. Yeah.
5: The uh, that just seems like it's designed to screw with foreigners who are on vacation. Right? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> you much. Give yeah. them no
1: chance. Try to encourage um, foreigners not to go there.
5: Yeah. Right. I think the one they went to was much more um much more posh so that that was probably maintained pretty pretty easily um
3: you got rid of all your um, visible tattoos right
5: no I, I actually got a few more to go with it i got i got <laughs> like a, i got just a tiger around my back and then a dragon going around my neck. I figured it would get it would um really make the onsen experience more uh more personal because I'd scare everyone out of the room devil, <laughs> devil's, devil's third devil third inspired a lot of people. Sadly, I didn't get to go, so it, it is what it is. Speaking of which, though, I'm trying to keep game focused, but I did see the most. I tweeted, out, I did see the most amazing jacket, which was like a yakuza style tiger oh. on the back with just the word "dope" over it, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is that no, jacket was in fact dope. Um, so the only the only other gaming stuff we really had the opportunity to do is is arcade stuff. Um, you know, your Club Segas, your what's what's Namcos called uh it's uh, namco it
3: called taito something there's,
5: a, there's the taito one and there's a namco one too um i think yeah. it's just
3: called station isn't it yeah this it's... is your wheelhouse <laughs> yeah Ty. Uh, yeah what's up Ty? oh uh, no
5: taito
4: is taito i don't think cap er, i don't think uh namco
5: runs that show yeah there was a, there was a namco one in, in osaka i don't know if it's a chain chain or not though is that the one with the tekken museum yeah yeah i've been
4: there nice place
5: yeah um so interesting thing about japanese arcades if you're not keeping up with them like you know i i you know remember hearing about them in you know the late 90s and early 2000s you know that was where like dd stuff like ddr was coming out and people would go to japan and see all these crazy fighting games and before the Dark Ages, the fighting games, I guess late '90s, early 2000s, you're pretty deep into like the Mortal Kombat anthology shit, so <laughs> the Dark Ages are probably at hand at that point, but um, like there was you know lots of, of interesting games that would ultimately find their way to the West, or there was stuff that we would never see and was just crazy. Um, like, I'm gonna like give... the, fi-
3: the Firefighters one and stuff like that.
5: Yeah, something like that. I'm going to give somebody who's <clears throat> never been to Japan a breakdown of a Japanese arcade now, Floor One UFO catchers. floor two probably also ufo catchers depends on how big it is um that may may, there may be also a basement floor with ufo catchers um the, the one i was in today had three floors of them for some reason um floor three rhythm games uh usually that that seem really easy until you turn them up beyond medium and then they seem impossible but there's some guy there who's who is getting perfects on a speed where his hands aren't visible because they're just blurred across your vision. <laughs> um, floor 4 is games where you need a pack of trading cards to play them. <laughs> True story.
4: <laughs> That's most
5: uh, of
3: them at this point. Yeah, yeah. So some, yeah.
5: somewhere in there you'll find a machine that plays every single SNK fighting game ever released. You, should, <laughs> you scroll through and find the one you want to play. And there may be a Blast Blue game. Um. <laughs> Always. Maybe... Maybe PokeN is in there too. And then if there is an additional floor, it's probably like Photo Boost for Girls.
3: <laughs> right. It's, well, it's, that's usually on the ground floor, to to be fair, though, I like, think. Okay.
5: So the one I was at today put that on, on floor six. Um, and it was just an entire floor of those. Which was... Which having... <laughs> Not recommended
3: for Caucasian people, by the way, because it, it whitens the skin it does so it just makes you like well people like us like invisible or like a floating eyes i guess
5: (laughs) i I, I didn't read i didn't read what was on the on the floors i just kind of ran through them just to get a rundown of what was in this particular one and like i was i started on the basement ufo catchers oh god all right four one same thing four two same thing like fuck four three's ufo catchers i'm just leaving and it wasn't it was It was the rhythm games and i played a bunch of those and then, you know, four was all the playing card games. And then I got up to the, the photo booth, And basically all of them were either you can be inside a, a Barbie doll box. Or, yeah, it would basically would say, like, your skin will be so white. I'm like, no. <laughs> got that on lockdown already. Be <laughs> good.
3: And your eyes but bigger realized, as well. Your eyes big and your skin white.
5: I was definitely the only male on that floor. Like, all right, let's nice. let's get out of here. This is. I'm also probably ten years older than everyone here. Let's not. Let's not yeah. be here. This is a. This is a trip to a police station. Oh, back, <laughs> back to the uh, back um, to the
3: rhythm games. Like, yeah. Uh, what was the oh, man? What was Cyrus talking about a couple of episodes ago? Was it the oh shit, uh, f- uh theater, theater rhythm? Yes, thank right. you.
5: Yeah, yes. I didn't play did play that. that. The uh, the theater rhythm, um. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Something
3: obnoxious,
2: but...
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he, he, yeah. he told us that the title's ridiculous. What, what do you think of the controls for that one? Because Cyrus, on this show, he was complaining about they were just just ridiculous. It was like you have to mangle your hands to get it to work. Yeah, it's kind of
5: awful. It's, I mean, it's... <laughs> okay. It's, but, you know, I noticed this about a lot of the arcade... A lot of the, like, weird arcade rhythm games. Their controls are, like, atrocious. So, but this one, this one was particularly bad because there's essentially buttons and dials and you use the dials to kind of like make the stuff shift up and down to follow the note pattern. And then like buttons to say like, I'm hitting it or not. And it's just, it just feels really bad. Hmm. Like, like actually playing it just doesn't feel good. Um, And I I can kind of force my way through it, but it doesn't feel like a good arcade experience either because a lot of the rhythm games in arcades... um, so one of the ones I was playing what was it called Honeyfall, which is a Sega one, which has like a, a touch panel in front of you, and it's split like twelve ways. And then there's note lo note bars on the screen that match up to the individual splits there, and things come down the the note highway, as it were. You just need to touch where on it is as it goes. I left you guys um, a little
4: uh, present in the chat, by the way. Oh. God. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is this the game you're talking about? Are you sure you don't mean
5: Reflect Beat? So Reflect Beat. Similar. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it kind of, Yeah, that looks like something that I could have played. <laughs> but yeah, like shit like this is just completely un- impenetrable. Like you look at this like how on earth does anyone play this? But there'll be like that one guy who's just just killing it! Um, yeah, so, like a, so your answer
4: a, there is get good. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Ty, yeah this looks
3: like, like a screensaver from the '90s. It doesn't look like a game.
4: It
5: yeah. is. It's a touch screen. You touch the screen at the bottom, where so the notes intersect. So, so Tunithum, The game I was describing does have like a touch, a touch like panel, and that that handles it okay with the note highways and stuff. Um, there was a game. Oh, who made it? There was I think it was a Namco game that that had a touch screen and that works really well. But Theatre Rhythm doesn't have a touch screen. And it's a game, it's a it's an arcade port of a game from a system that only worked because it had a touch screen. Right. It's like they forgot why the game worked and why they made it and then just did their own thing
1: right and i mean even i, mean, I so even with curtain call i mean they they added the you know the support for the physical buttons as well but it was you know it was optional and it, it still was fine but right yeah what what genius yeah. did they hire to come up with this asinine
5: <laughs> setup i mean yeah it's just not good like i i didn't i didn't enjoy playing it so i basically went through and played all of those rhythm games at least at least twice
2: hmm.
5: except for that one that one was like one time and i'm done i'm out um and the other thing i noticed is that basically every arcade game at this point wants you to have that particular arcade company's card Mm -hmm. the um because yeah yeah, it seems like all these games now have rpg progression built into them
3: well (laughs) i I hope you didn't play it but mario Kart also has the card
5: system (laughs) it does i noticed that uh i didn't play it It, i didn't have time but um you know like uh was it Groove Coaster, like yeah. like yeah, that has that has unlocks based on how 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 leveled up your character is in a goddamn rhythm game. Like no, you're not you're not leveled up enough to play this stage. So sorry. good. Yeah, well, it's not even a matter of get good. It doesn't test you. It just says, oh, you don't have a card, therefore you must not be good at this game. <laughs> so you're you're, li- you're limited to these really easy songs, and I pulled like so you get because a hundred yen is is a lot more money than, say, a quarter in, in the West. Um, you get three plays a lot of times for these rhythm games. And, I, you know, it'll be like, oh, you got a perfect on three of them because the game forced you to only play the easy ones because you don't have the 300 yen card that only works for this company's games. So have fun. <laughs> um, I actually didn't did really like Groove Coaster. Um, that one actually plays really well. Um, watching somebody at a high level play it was that was probably the most the most intimidating um there's a, another sega one i can't remember what it's called where basically there's buttons uh my mind where there's buttons on a, around the sc- the round screen you have to slap the buttons around the screen
3: oh yeah i've seen that one there's there's another one where you don't even touch anything it's just like um you're just breaking light sensors i guess with your hands
5: yeah hmm. um oh, that one's called yeah that's too uh, the, actually the, the first one I talked about has, has the light sensors too. It, you, you lift your hand over the, the touch screen and it detects that you've come off the note highway as it were. But I mean, it's a lot of these, it's a lot of these kinds of like weird interface rhythm games. you know, ones that use dials. And there was one, I can't remember what's called. There were two dials, five buttons, and then two buttons. And like the game would force you to fling your hands around all of these controls. It's it seems like it was very much generated to be loud and tactile, but not necessarily particularly fun. Like it was incredibly loud, and it was the, your hands were doing a lot because they're flying all around the all around these controls to do stuff. And how the controls are positioned, your hands are like crossing over each other, and it's just a mess.
3: Also, don't you think it's weird how these guys um, doing these games in the arcade, and they're doing it alone? It's not like a not like they're going there with friends, right? it's so Hmm. weird because and most of these games are on smartphones which is like you know the most common way to play these uh rhythm games in japan so it's kind of like
4: slow down there (laughs) (laughs) playing uh, rhythm games on a smartphone is shit
3: well yeah obviously (laughs) but that doesn't stop you know 90 percent of you know japanese youths doing it
5: yeah it's 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 a very weird because a lot of these games seem very i don't want to say simple they seem needlessly complicated in some ways but
3: what are they trying who are they trying to entice by doing this it's like you know come on guys stop playing your smartphones come to the arcade and play a much more convoluted version of it for like more money or for actual money
5: (laughs) and it seems like that it's it's just that handful of people who who are who are in too deep but the thing is like there was a line to play one of those games like there was a line of people playing them and people were like one of the guys had like a six credit thing on his, on his system. Like he's, he's not going anywhere for a while. Hmm. Six credits is like 30 songs. I mean, he's, he's, here, for, he's here for the long haul, bro.
3: <laughs> it's one of the things where I still, you know, after 12 years, I still haven't figured out what it is about um, Japanese people, how they're so shy and introverted. Yeah, when it comes to like music rhythm games or dance games, they will just like go apeshit in public, in front of people, doing all oh, these yeah. crazy like, hand gestures. So I just, I just, oh, I just can't get my head around that.
5: And, and all, head. Like pretty much all of the music in these games is is like IOsis remixes of, of Toho music. Like just, just, just <laughs> crazy, just stuff screaming at you and like high pitched, synthetic music, or or it's like licensed anime music. Like, it's pretty much all it is. and But there is 45 systems all playing it as loud as they can. <laughs> so it's just this insane cacophony of sound. I was going to say,
3: much, much faster just to say terrible music, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, well,
5: yeah, but I wanted to give explanations <laughs> as to what is happening. And, like, people are just, like flailing about on on the stuff whereas i'm just like trying to make as little movement as possible just to keep things like it's a very deliberate action by them to be animated and stuff but you're right there is a people won't even acknowledge you on the street when you pass them but in the arcade man they're gonna get down and it's a it's a kind of a weird it it feels very different from regular interactions with people in there. But they're still they're still super introverted. Like they're super locked into what they're doing. You know, they may be playing their, their card game that's about girls who are also battleships, um, <laughs> anime girls, obviously. But they're super locked in. Like you know, leaned over the leaned over the the, the board where you put your cards and it detects them, and just like looking as if they're about to perform surgery
3: hi do you have any insights into this
5: james why were you spying
4: on me all day yeah
5: so so how many of those card games do you play ty all of them
3: (laughs) ty do you have any insights i mean
4: can can you explain
2: well
4: you know rhythm games are
1: fun as heck and uh, i had a lot of fun with those
4: yeah and you know, like a lot of people playing them, you know, they played a lot of DDR, a lot of Beatmania, a, a lot of poppin' back in the day. And you know, all the new ones coming out, they have to distinguish themselves somehow from the competition. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, I think you you saw the effects of that right there.
5: Yeah. Some are trying too hard to not be DDR. Right. Um, there, there was a there was one that. It looked like a, a rock band setup, which is just guitar and drums.
4: Yeah, Guitar Freaks Drumania right. or a different one.
3: Yeah. Guitar, and guitar and Freaks was before Guitar Hero, right? Was, I mean, yeah, yeah several started that go- in Japanese
5: arcades. So. That
4: almost goes back yeah. to the nineties. That's old as heck.
5: Oh yeah, right. it's old as heck. But the thing is, in like a club Sega which is wedged into a corner, like it doesn't make any any like geographic sense to put it in, put it on the floor. And it just so like they had just had to wedge it inside like the card section. So all these people are super intensely like playing their um, their horse racing card collectible card game while somebody right next to them is trying to drum on plastic drums. And it's the weirdest, surrealist shit going on. Right. And all I'm trying to do is play my anime girl Battleship game, and I just can't focus on it. Is, is it – are these games really just like you buy card decks and then also pay to play the game as well? Like is uh, it – some big economic investment you have to lay out before you can even start playing these, or can you play them without collectible cards? I uh, actually
4: don't play those weirdo card games. Uh, but, Fair you enough. know, a lot of games, like, the card is just to, uh, you know, track your progress or whatever. Like Right. Like, e- like, even, like, all the core Konami music games, you don't need the card, but, like, it'll record all your scores and shit, and that's really nice.
5: Oh, and, yeah, uh, th- those I get those make sense. I actually bought one of the cards for the, uh, the Sega rhythm games. Right. But there were a lot of them, there were ones where it was like, there was a board in front of them where like, they would, they had like their deck of cards and I guess they're RFID cards and they would like play them on the board. Like they're playing Yu-Gi-Oh from the 22nd century. And like, (laughs) but it was for like soccer manager. So it was like, they're going to play this (laughs) card affects something. It, it, I watched somebody play a Gundam one that does this and it was so incredibly unclear what that person was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but even after watching for five minutes, I felt like I learned nothing. <laughs> Ty, like? are there any like...
3: Sorry, I was wondering, are there any smartphone apps to like replace these cards? Because I sometimes see like a barcode scan thing that like... Seems to have like a smartphone symbol on it, but I could be wrong.
2: Mm, you
3: have to have the physical cards, maybe because Japan. I mean,
4: there are certainly games that work like uh, indirectly with phones, like um, you know, like even like ten years ago, there were uh, there was a cool thing where you could uh, look at look up your friends' uh, fighting game data on your phone, and you could see like where they were playing last, what arcade. And you could like customize your character while you're not at the machine. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
3: I can't wait there, for it to come uh, full circle. And there's like, a, there's a, let's say there's a theater of them app for your smartphone that saves your data for the arcade version, which is based on the console version, which is also part of two, two smartphones.
4: Right. Like I, <laughs> I was doing, I was doing that shit in Tekken
5: five. And there, that, there that was a, was, that was a long time ago. There was a, there's an, a Gundam arena fighter that I got completely waxed at um, because I had no <laughs> idea what the hell was going on. And the, I will say most of the arcade tutorials are really good. This one, basically the tutorial was, here are the buttons. I'm like, yes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> um, I got waxed pretty hard, but those that game's online. And in fact, there's a, there's a viewing station right next to the bank of those systems. And Uh you can just pull up, like, any match being played anywhere in the country. Like, on the station. It's cool. Because I got to see people who actually know what the hell they're doing playing this game. (laughs) It it didn't help me any, but at least I got to see how cool that game could look. Hmm. Um, But it's, you know, there's definitely a lot of, like... These games are really built around making people feel like they have to play them a lot. Like, uh, there's so many little little hooks on like hey we don't want this to be a pick up and play experience we want this to be a you have to invest a lot of time in getting them coming back yeah why
4: would would anybody want to make it an arcade game that someone normally plays once
5: mm -hmm. yeah well (laughs) or at the very least like make it feel like the person who's playing it one time got an experience out of it versus like okay you've cleared the tutorial give me another hundred yen please
3: because pachinko has it easily, has it easy, right? That gets you hooked, it gets you addicted, and then before you know it, you know.
5: Yeah, uh, pachinko interesting. House. Um, we haven't. Right, you just sold your kidney, <laughs> right? Your other kidney. Um, I've, I've, I've gone into a pachinko parlor. I haven't played yet. Um,
3: you, congratulations! You now have lung cancer. That's
5: true. <laughs> uh, actually, that one was was incredibly well ventilated. Oh, okay.
3: Um, Doesn't matter. I was.
5: I was I was hunting down what would be, I was trying to figure out what the strangest themed Jinko machine was, and I figured, you know, I was in Shinjuku, my, my odds are pretty good of finding it there, whatever it is. Um, I settled on it being Berserk themed, which just seems inappropriate in a bunch of different ways. Um but I'm, I'm willing to consider that the loop in the third one was also pot- potentially really inappropriate. But that might be actually really thematically appropriate, so I'm not entirely sure. But it was it was weird just watching people play that and then going right across the street and watching people play UFO catchers and feeling like the people who were doing Pachinko might be doing something more productive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> be, be honest. You were looking for a Konami one, weren't you?
5: Uh, I, I may have been looking for the Metal Gear, the Metal Gear Solid one. <laughs> um I, I saw ads for it i saw ads everywhere for it like that's that's one of the things that taking away from how much like how dense advertising is in the cities, right and and it's not it's not a japan thing like it's it's a city thing because like when we were out we were out in the smaller towns you know we went to meiji and it wasn't dense like that we went to um where else did we go i can't remember now we've been even in like kyoto Versus Osaka in Tokyo. It wasn't that dense. But here, it's like... The ads for stuff are so stacked on top of each other. There's, I have seen more Pokemon Sun and Moon ads, which comes out in a, about three hours, than, than I have seen ads for all of Nintendo's products in my entire lifetime. Like, <laughs> just everywhere. Like, pretty much every store has a tie-in. 7-Eleven has got... Like stuff in the store, all the store windows. Fun are like, hey, if you eat 40 plates of curry, you'll get your, your Pokemon Sun and Moon lanyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. it's, it's like, what is happening? This is insane. Um, we just came back from um, Ikebukuro. And in the mall there, there that's where the, the big Pokemon Center is. In the mall there, they've just built this like tower of Pikachu heads. And I mean, that's what it is—a tower of Pikachu heads, not Pikachu's. It just heads, um, <laughs> of course, with the three-foot-tall actual stuffed Pikachu standing next to it, and then whatever the one of the, the legendary for Sun is on the backside, and it just says "Pokémon Sun" on it. That's it. It's just there in the middle of the mall, um, apropos of nothing. And mm-hmm. I assume there's a Moon one somewhere in there, but like it's—I you know—I just wrote an article about the 3DS's current life state i think when i wrote it i hadn't been here yet i underestimated how much they are banking on the success of that game how dense the advertising for it is because I mean, in the u.s i haven't seen any ads pokemon Sun, and they just feel like oh, i don't sell something crap here it's everywhere <laughs> right but it's the same thing with the pachinko like there are a handful of pachinko games that are being advertised fucking everywhere um and then it's like you go in there and maybe they have a couple of them. So, like, I saw the Metal Gear Solid 3 one all over Den, Den Town. I'm like, no, you've got – you want to see the boss in HD? How about if you have to put in a bunch of coins so you can throw metal balls at her face and make spinners happen? Like, <laughs> this, this is, it's
3: Just as Kojima intended.
5: You know, just as Kojima intended. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like here's the most emotional scene in this series of really shitty emotional scenes where they don't they don't execute the one time it happens go out of it. Uh it's 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 fabulous. Um I don't yeah, I'm this is even having a pretty good feeling for what I was getting into, a lot of times I've been walked I've walked away really surprised and, and just confused and bewildered.
3: Well, actually, I was going to ask you on uh, that question, actually. I was going to say, you know, obviously you had interest in Japan before you came here. So, like, what was the most, su- yes. what was the most surprising thing uh, something that you weren't prepared I, for when you, when you arrived?
5: I, I, I think, you know, like, like, I knew, it's only arcade scene. I knew what I was getting into. Like, I knew, um, you know, be a lot of UFO catchers knew a lot of those weary collectible card games and rhythm games. I don't think I was prepared for how much that's forced everything else out. Like I expected, like like I expected, the fighting games to be more vibrant in a lot of these arcades. Uh, I, I, <laughs> hold on there. <laughs> uh, um, more games.
4: There's, dense, there's but a, that way. There's a note I want to make here is uh, sure. a lot of arcades tend to specialize.
5: Okay. So, there, so
4: there's so, there's going to be like big
5: fighting arcades. There's going to be big music game arcades. You're so. saying I need to go. I need to go hunt for a big fighting game arcade.
4: Yeah, and there's okay. like big shmup arcades. That's a real thing. You're probably going to see one tomorrow. Oh, I, need, oh, I need, definitely need to see one of those then. All right. You're, oh. you're going to go to Hirose Entertainment Yard in Akihabara. Okay.
5: Or just Hay, as it's called. Just Hay? Yeah.
4: Well,
3: it, what, what is uh, Club, Club Sega on this?
5: <laughs> Club Sega is, is built around extracting money out of you as efficiently as possible. <laughs> that's, that's what I've learned about that particular facility.
3: Yeah. Ty, Ty is Club Sega designated as a fighting game? Uh, arcade? Sometimes. <laughs>
2: okay.
4: Sometimes. Like, like okay. One... I mean, there's there's like three fucking Club Segas in like a hundred yard radius in Akihabara. Right. But like, yeah. like two the of them, two one. of them are UFO catcher death traps, <laughs> and then one has a <laughs> has a has a good set of fighting games on top of all their uh, UFO catchers
5: so the the, one of the ones i saw in osaka didn't even have a virtual fighter set up in at all in a fucking club sega Uh Uh, it's like this is dark this is a dark timeline i've run into right um I, i would have expected more more shmups in the taito station since that's sort of what they're known for but not so much so that's no, good. No. That's good to hear that there's more stuff than, than I've had the opportunity to experience. I don't think I was ready for the density of Pachinko. Like, well, I knew it was everywhere. I didn't know it was and everywhere.
3: And also, you, you've got to remember, like, a lot of these things that you were expecting probably were true at one point. Right. But it's just currently, that is not
5: the, that is, the situation. Yeah, that, is, that, is, that is not the case. Um, yeah. And how hard it would be to go through just like the DS section of these of these stores. Because they're not they're organized in a very peculiar way and i i've sort of pieced together the organization of uh, uh, these second hand stores mm-hmm. but that means you have to like how much crap came out on the ds in japan is bewildering <laughs> right <laughs> like utterly bewildering like like a collection of haikus for ds <laughs> you're know, like well that's great
3: it's probably I don't equal, want this. it's probably equal to ps2 for like you know amount of games and shit games and well, everything
5: yeah, like there was a whole shelf of just the Simple Series in one store. And mm-hmm. I don't mean like a small shelf, like a long shelf of just the Simple Series DS games. And you want to figure out what they are, but 85% of them are probably not worth spending that time on.
3: That's probably like a year's worth of new business you can send to John Linderman right there.
5: new
4: <laughs> business, the Simple <laughs> <laughs> Series.
5: Everyone gets 52 of them, and that's what we're going to do for the rest of the year. Like, here you um, go john here's a,
3: here's a japanese housewife like uh you know memo maker good luck with that to <laughs> <laughs> do that
5: uh and I, I guess i guess i had some concept that this was going to happen i guess i just wasn't ready for just like how how dense everything is like how how tight like, you know spaces are and how and how many people will jam into an area and like how they'll just like okay we're gonna have a floor of this camera shop that well what is what is called a camera store in, in name only. Um <laughs> there there may be some cameras in it but like here is a floor that's all gunpla and it's like a lot of it like jammed into the space like this big as this bedroom I am but that's the size of the floor. And it's stacked wall to it's stacked floor to ceiling with just every every fucking series you can ever imagine that's ever had anything that you could ever possibly make a plastic model out of. Mm-hmm. And just how just digging through stuff seems to be so much part of what I do when I go shopping at this point. Like I have to go, you know, I, I go in there and I really have to just say, okay, I don't know what I want yet. I'm gonna just settle in and just start looking. And it's not just sort of, you know, nerd stuff. That I've noticed this on—it's um, not just when I go on my porn trips to go to the, the fifth and sixth floor. It's—it's um, <laughs> it's been everywhere. So like I, I went to a store looking for, you know, oh, souvenirs. And, souvenirs, and stuff, or right. like a like a like a donkey, like a donkey oday. It's just everything is just everywhere, and just there's there's space. Space is constrained. Jam it on a shelf. Let them figure it out. Right. And um, so it's like here's your children's swimwear and liquor. And they're, <laughs> they're they're crossing <laughs> off from each other, and you're like, well, I don't I don't like this at all. Um, right. I
1: mean, unfortunately, too, it seems like Japanese websites teams seem to take the same design philosophy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I've noticed that. Like 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 Yahoo Japan's website makes a lot more sense now. Or it's just, <laughs> right. it's just how many icons could we squeeze on, squeeze on this page? And the answer is no. We can, we can get one more. On it.
3: The, the thing, the thing you want is at the very bottom of the page. <laughs> right. That's that's uh, the,
1: that's my hint. So the the odd exception to the websites. I mean, Nintendo's Japanese websites actually let out really nicely. Um, better, I think, even than the any of the English ones I've ever been to. <laughs> that's odd. Yeah,
5: it's um, there there's a lot. I don't know. It, it's a very it's a very um. That's the best way of describing it. Everything just seems kind of, not haphazard, but hmm. that's almost the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm.
3: Um Higgledy Piggledy.
5: The other thing I noticed was that <laughs> Yeah, it's two cents, yeah. And nobody's playing nobody's playing three DS, but I'm getting street passes, which is weird. Hmm. Um I'm regularly getting ten and having to clear it. Hmm. But I haven't seen a s I haven't seen a three D S in the wild at all. It's like fantasy. Yeah, you see it Phantom, less now,
3: yeah. I, I don't know when playing. people are playing them. I think they're obviously taking them with them, but like, I don't know when they're playing them. <laughs> I think yeah, maybe I mean, they're and, just and getting it for the for the StreetPass data, you know, for the, and they play it at home or something. I don't know.
5: Because games are still selling. Like, I, I still like, I still look at the the charts, and games still sell. Does
3: like, Sun and Moon have a StreetPass thing? We don't know yet.
5: I'm sure it does, um, and it it will be huge. I'm sure. Uh, the other the other cool thing I noticed was when I um. When I, when I went into stores that were that were selling the the current you know current games, is is just the layout for them. And I talk about the layout the layout for those is, is pretty crazy, like how they things that get like the big displays and the things that don't. There was like a seventy two inch TV in like a back alley in Osaka that was just playing the um the the crazy trailer from Yakuza Six. It's the one where it's like all the dumb activities you can do. It's just playing that on loop all day it's like a 32 second trailer nothing else was playing on this giant tv that was dominating the alley and there's, and there's, there's a
3: guy like, standing right next to it
5: yeah <laughs>
3: shouting out something right with a megaphone. Yeah,
5: with with <laughs> megaphone and like that game's not on sale for a long time it's just here this that will be playing on that tv for months and probably has been playing on that tv for months that trailer came out of e3 yeah it's it's a Shopping for games is hard. That's 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 probably my biggest takeaway. It's it's much more difficult than did I expected. Did expect. you have
3: any specific titles that you were looking for, but you yeah. didn't know how to ask or you didn't know where to ask or whatever? Was it, yeah, like, it was really um, hard. You know,
5: there was there was a handful of DS games I was looking for. Um, looking for older stuff, like mm-hmm. like much older stuff. Um, at one point, I was holding a Wonder Swan, hmm. and, and
3: <laughs> we've all been there. And yeah,
5: like. There was there was a weird series of thoughts of like, well, I've never owned a, a Wonder Swan, <laughs> and then followed by, there's a reason you've never owned a Wonder Swan. <laughs> was it was it improving the, was like five dollars? This... Is that why? No, it was it was not like that's the other thing. There's there's not much cheap in terms of hardware. Like you're gonna you're gonna pay for stuff on that front. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, I don't I don't actually want a wonder swan what's wrong with me but you know looking looking at the Sega Saturn section like there's a they've they've laid this shit out like here's all the Sega Saturn games anyone would ever have any t- affection for if they never had a Saturn I bet you want to buy Saturn now and then you go you go behind it and you realize oh that's all the other here's 18 horse racing games okay yep. I'm gonna pass on the Saturn yeah <laughs> it's a it's a it's kind of a fun like, – almost, I almost had to sort of say shopping for this stuff is part of the experience. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not about just going and getting stuff. So if you actually come to Japan and you say, like, I'm going to spend time shopping for games or shopping for souvenirs or whatever. Um, like I spent time looking for art recently. Like you just have to sort of accept that that's part of the experience. And also art and isn't
3: uh, region locked, which is always a good thing.
5: It's not region locked. <laughs> it, makes, it makes it much easier. Well, it's, it's suitcase locked can i can I carry this with me safely um and that's actually uh its own considerations, definitely, but the um booze is always safe to carry in your suitcase, so <laughs> yeah, load up, because the Don Quixote has cheap booze um, seven <laughs> eleven has cheap booze,
1: dude, I, yeah, you like booze was,
5: yeah yeah, like oh so I can buy liquor in seven eleven at six in the morning, okay.
1: Yeah, cool. That's what you gotta do. You just got out of karaoke. You need to pick me up before you go to work. So
5: <laughs> <laughs> Whis- whiskey at the Seven Eleven was pretty shocking, actually.
3: <laughs> I like how like, Danny oh, suddenly perks up at the mention of alcohol. <laughs> like, he hasn't said anything for like twenty five minutes. <laughs> it's
5: okay. I understand. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I mean I've been having a lot of fun. It's just. <clears throat> I can imagine. <laughs>
3: is so I'm that rearranging whiskey. the rearranging the sake bottles right now like what the. F-
4: oh yeah, that was uh, me. I was getting my Seven Eleven whiskey out from under the desk.
5: <laughs> I, do the oh, I do have a can of. You saved the heavy
1: drinking. I do
5: have a can of Seven Eleven beer in the fridge right oh, now. Oh
1: God, is it the brew?
5: Oh, it's the. Brew. Oh God. <laughs> oh,
1: God have mercy on your soul.
5: <laughs> is that bad? It's not good.
1: Maybe you'll <laughs> like it. I don't know. I, I really I'm looking don't forward like it.
5: to it. I'm looking forward to it being awful. Then, um, I've 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 had some some interesting beers since I've been here. I'll put it that way. Hmm. And like I have experience with Kirin and and Asahi and all that stuff. And it's just like, oh, this is what they give actual Japanese people. Jesus, no <laughs> wonder I can't get this one in the U.S. <laughs> so this will be that'll be. Good to know this is worse than all the ones I've had so
1: far. I'm not, well, I mean, there's another one called Nodogoshi, and it's it's the
5: worst. But it's like <laughs> usually the cheapest. And it's really bad. Oh I mean this was dirt fucking cheap. <laughs> <laughs> this was like ninety yen.
3: Oh, oh Jesus. God. A BF of ninety yen. Wow. Wow.
5: The brew. Um homeless people I was in a rush. Only I just I just <laughs> I just grabbed it and said, Yeah, this looks like trash. Let's get uh, this. I forgive you. I'm gonna have a good time then.
3: Did somebody um, drop like a hundred yen coin in your hat as you left as they thought you were
5: homeless? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus.
3: No, because
5: <laughs> did... they have to actually make eye contact with me for that, so that's that that hasn't <laughs> happened.
2: <laughs>
3: don't go go and go for the one cup sake, whatever you do, then there will oh. definitely be in your homeless. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> you should do it. You should do it.
5: <laughs> I need more than one cup anyway, it's fine. <laughs> I need five one cup sakes. i'll think I'm an oh, established company
1: you you might wake up in the middle of a park half naked and have the police picking you up, but you know go for it
5: so that sounds like a good way to uh to have an adventure then yes i um i have i've actually been remarkably remarkably um people listening to r f n would think I'm an alcoholic i've been actually remarkably uh restrained drinking. Um, primarily because you, you want to remember, remember it. it, right? You
3: want to remember. Oh it, right? yeah,
5: I mean, we've been busy too, so I don't, I don't really have the energy to get to get blitzed every night. Um, but so the, what? Uh, what else have
3: you got planned for the? Uh, uh, how many days you got left of your trip?
5: Uh, so I leave on Monday. We're recording this on Thursday, I think. It's I've lost content of days Friday. of the week.
3: It's Friday in Japan. Friday. Are you still on? I've uh, lost American concept
5: time? of days of the week. Yes. <laughs> uh. Well, it's hard when you don't work to think to realize what day it is. Yeah, um, got here on the previous Tuesday or Wednesday. So, uh, thirteen days um, total. It's a uh, it's a lot to try to jam into thirteen days. It's it's expect what things. It's surprised about. I know how big Japan is, but you don't really think about it. Like you think, oh yeah, I'll get on the I'll get on the bullet train, whatever. Um, it's still like three hours, like. If you want to go to to like southern Honshu, it's far away. Like it's going to take a while to get there. Uh, so, you know, you try to jam a bunch of stuff in, and then move and jam a bunch of stuff in, and it's just hard to keep that kind of schedule. And then also drink more. Um, you, know, you get up at sun. The sun comes up through this window at like four in the morning. Yep. And That's just decides, hey, it's it's time to get up. <laughs> and um, so like, I've been getting up at like five thirty, six. And yeah, you, your, body down your body
3: will adjust. You'll adjust to the the Japan time just in time for you to go back. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've, been doing, like. I've
5: been doing okay in terms of in terms of like jet lag. It's just like my I'm I'm conditioned to. Oh, the sun is up now. I need to get up because the sun rises where I'm at at like seven thirty in the morning. It's like mm-hmm. if I if I'm not out of bed, the sun's out. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Here it's like the sun's like oh, it's like two thirty a.m. Sunrise. <laughs> it's like oh. Okay, great. Let's let's get to work then. And then I realize, oh, it's no stores are going to open for eight hours. I should go back to bed. That's the other thing. Things don't open till like ten, do they?
1: Yep, that's typically the way it goes. Unless you're Seven Eleven and need that pick me up. But
5: twenty four hours of whiskey. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> whiskey and hot pots.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the way it is. It's unfortunate. I mean you know you don't have typically a 24 hour place where you can go to and just check out electronic stuff i mean donkey right. they maybe sometimes have some games depending on which one you go to but yeah, yeah. kind of not a good place to go for that stuff
5: yeah donkey is is if you if you never heard of this of this store it is essentially four to six floors of just stuff if you would ask somebody who works at Donkey what they sell, the only answer they could ever conceivably give you with any honesty is we sell stuff. Mm. Because it's everything. It's it's everything and possibly nothing that you're looking for. Right, <laughs> yeah. I, I
4: always described yeah. it as being a, a combination of Walmart and Spencer's
5: Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good to into, into a, into a,
4: a very small it. place. Yeah.
5: Yeah, but like vertically tall, but like all the floors are comedically tiny so like there was a, the one that in Rapongi has like a, a high dollar liquor section which I think they may actually call like high yen liquor section like it's it's something insane like that and it's next to the electronic lighters because that's just where it is and then I think masks is next to that just plastic masks for like kids <laughs> Because it's just—it's just, it's just like there's space. Let's put it here. This is where it goes now. Um, yeah, it—that's a yeah. Walmart plus Spencer's plus booze is probably the way to describe. And and lots of weird lights and sales staff that doesn't really in, in a very non-Japanese way doesn't seem to really give a shit that you're there. Um, pretty much. Yeah, it's 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 a different. I would I would never go in there. Unless I had to, I think it's probably I had to do it once because that's the thing you have to do. But beyond that, I can't imagine ever shopping there regularly. Right.
1: I mean, you know, outside of Tokyo, there are like bigger ones that are a bit nicer, kind of more. Had like a supermarket section and stuff too. But if you want the real Don Quixote experience, you need to go to one of the ones in Tokyo just to see what it's all about. That's it's like sure. it's like being
3: in a broom closet after an earthquake. I mean, that's quite... <laughs>
5: It's just shit everywhere. Like,
3: <laughs> Seriously, is this like still open? Am I supposed to be here? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was behind a dude in line who had like eight bottles of sake, and I'm like, "All right, dude, party time." You do you, and like the most expensive one was like 800 yen <laughs> Whole bottle, and I'm like, "Oh God, Jesus, this is not good." <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, there. There's a lot of stuff that is sort of like you have you have to do it. When you're in Japan, because there's there's nothing else like it. Hmm. And and that's a really good donkey's a really good example. Yeah. And there's a good reason why there's nothing else like it. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but but it's also kind of amazing. Like you may you may get lost inside it and find yourself like looking at a fish tank inside a place that is the equivalent of like a US dollar store <laughs> that sells twenty thousand yen liquor for some reason. And looking back at you as like a shrimp inside the fish tank. And you're wondering, are they selling that as food or as a pet? And you yes. just kind of have to deal with it. Your <laughs> answer is probably yes. <laughs> the answer is up to you.
3: So people who listen to this show, probably thinking about going to Japan at some point or another. So do you have any tips, advice? Yes, no, do it. Don't do it. Oh my
5: God. Yes. It's been amazing. Um, De- so one thing that I, I really wish we had done better, rent bikes, because my feet are destroyed. <laughs> That's a good but, tip,
3: especially for Kyoto because it's completely flat.
5: Yeah, it, it, it's and and stuff's kind of spread out there, and it makes sense because the city was built you know over <laughs> fifteen hundred years. Shit's everywhere, um, and there Kyoto is amazing. Like don't don't set an aggressive schedule in Kyoto because you'll just see stuff. Like you'll just be walking and you'll see a shrine and go what's what's that? And you'll go up and most things have a an English description on what they are. But if they don't, the name is is usually there and you can on Google Maps and you can and Google it and see what it is what it's about. Um, you know we we came across a shrine that was a shrine for essentially a god a goddess of water for the specific this specific lake because in that lake they collect ice during the winter and the ice makers prey here
3: did you see the triforce symbols everywhere
5: yes yeah exactly (laughs) something like that um you know in um you know we went we were headed out towards uh where are we going um we we were up in up in like the bamboo forest outside kyoto and there's just a random shrine there just off the side of the road and it's you, you wouldn't even notice it because it's it's next to like this private railway that calls itself like the Romanish romanticish railway and sort of takes up all the, the real the mental real estate around it. But you go off the hill and you walk up there and it's it's really like everything's been loud because you're in this touristy section of Kyoto you know there's people there's Chinese tourists trying to take pictures inside the bamboo forest and it's just it's noisy and crowded and whatever. and you walk 20 feet and you're in this really secluded shrine and there's nobody there but you can see it's well maintained there's not a single stray leaf on the ground at all in the autumn which sounds impossible um, and it's you know it's well maintained it's well manicured it's it's very quiet and serene and nice and then you you do a little reading and it's like oh this is this is the enshrined god of hair <laughs> and people people pray here for full heads of hair and it's really well maintained because all of the Japanese hair care product companies donate money to it. <laughs> there's, there's lots of little things you'll just run into wandering around a city like Kyoto where, you know, having, having it on your phone, which here's, here's an important tip. You can't get a SIM card with phone on it because Yakuza. So I just rented a portable wifi hotspot and that has been perfect with my phone. I already own and everything's been great. And I've had any problems. Um, you can do a SIM card swap too, um, and that's really all I've needed. Um, oh, and GPS sucks here for some reason in the in the big cities. Hmm. So, good luck because um, it'll bounce you around a lot. I, I uh, take take time, you know. Don't try to rush yourself. You know, make sure you you do a mix of don't go too heavy on. Let's go look at history stuff. Like we were in Kyoto, we spent a lot of time looking at old stuff. That's what Kyoto, is that's what you'd go to Kyoto for. You go there for religious observations and seeing old temples and shrines, stuff like that. Um, you know, you go to Nara, the same deal. Talk, Nara, talking, Nara, of, you...
3: talking of shrines, did you visit Nintendo?
5: We did not visit Nintendo because that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. Like, take time to do stuff. We ran out of time in Kyoto. <laughs> um, not, like, Nara is is great, um, but, you know, don't just go like, I, I'm going to go see the giant Buddha I'm going to go pet some deer and then I'm going to get back on the train and leave. Like just, just have some stuff you want to see and go and do that. But you know, like sitting out in the park and like the weather has been amazing for this past couple of weeks, like very warm, um, yeah, sunny. Like I've done pretty, we lucked out pretty well here. Um, but like just take time to to enjoy where you are because it's, it's different in a lot of ways that you don't necessarily perceive unless you spend a little bit of time on it. Even on the train, like you're just watching the train go by. At some point you realize like, oh, hey, all of that – all of the path on the side of this train is just jagged mountains with towns nestled alongside of them. Like something you wouldn't see anywhere in, in – for example, there's nothing like that in North America. Not really. That kind of, that kind of geology just doesn't exist. But you could totally miss it if you're just trying to rush from place to place. Um, so it's, you know, have a good mix of, of, of culture, new, you know, culture in, in air quotes, and, and sort of modern stuff, and, and you know, experience, experience different things. It, it, appreciate the different regions that you're in. Like Osaka had a very different feel than Tokyo's had. Oh, yeah. Than, than Kyoto had. Um, Osaka seems a little bit more like intentionally organized chaos. Like there's just stuff happening and, you know, everything, everything has this sense of like, it's not supposed to be clean, but it's, it's very clean. Um, Tokyo is just actual chaos because there's so much happening around you at all times that you really have to have a plan and it's so big and it's so crowded and it's so everything. It's, it's, it's fairly spread out in a way because it's, it's, it's a big area. Um, But yeah, it's, Know what you want to see, but don't try to build a, like a really hard itinerary around it. Um, you're gonna not see. There's gonna be something you want to see you won't see. Just you have to accept that. And oh yeah, that's try-
3: the, that's the best thing. Just get lost on purpose and have fun. Yeah,
5: just live the in the moment. moment.
3: Um, it's funny because no, no. your your itiner- itinerary actually mirrored uh, Luca, which I uh, James you may yeah. recognize uh, from the from the telethon. He's called in the telethon. Every oh, single yeah.
2: time, I think. yeah. Yeah,
3: he, he was here a few weeks ago. I totally forgot to mention it in the last episode. I apologize to Luca. Yeah, uh, yeah, I met up with Luca in uh, Akihabara, and I think he had a similar itinerary to you.
5: Yeah, uh, he, uh, he he noted on Twitter that he kind of did the same the same path. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a good time. Oh, it's been great. Um, definitely go to Osaka. It's it's awesome. I I actually I actually I might like that more than my experiences in Tokyo so far um just because it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to get around it's a little bit a little bit denser um and there's more kind of like day trips outside the city you can do because kyoto's kyoto's not right there but it's about eh, 40-ish minutes away um nara's a little bit further you can go south towards himeji you know there's there's stuff around you can see um tokyo you're gonna see tokyo and it's it's there it's it's big it's crowded you know, a lot of the trains are about commuters. You know, it's going to be a little bit more work to get outside of Tokyo. And you're probably not going to want to. You probably going to want to stay in. Um, but it's been cool. Every everything I've seen has been cool. There's not been a single day where I thought eh, that day was a waste. Um, nice. Which is, which is unusual on vacation. You Usually have at least one where you're like, eh, I could I could <laughs> about that. Um, and get sleep. Well, get yeah, lodged, we haven't Met get up with Danny, Danny yet? So uh, yeah, it's all on, on downhill tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> Good. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of i actually kind of want one day where it's just a complete disaster but like let let it Danny, I mean, you know you're up but
2: we'll
3: make yourself. work
5: um also
3: taking for 80 yen beers this time there we go
5: there you go. ADN, I'm, I'm gonna have to go find some of those then um, i think i think i'm gonna go try some, some virtual horse racing at some point that might be the, <laughs> that might be the thing that ruins it for everybody sweet uh, not the one that
3: on like just the you know the card version you got to chain smoke to, to activate oh it. yeah i mean
5: I, go. Go. I, i'll I'll start working on that after we finish recording i'll I'll get my first carton and get going um <laughs> it's, 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 it's smoking less bad here than it used to be because it seems like it's not like i had always been told like when you go to japan it's going to be a disaster and like you're going to get lung cancer so, I, I actually
3: i actually take a photo in one of the uh in the Akihabara arcades, one of those horse racing games and it actually had like a smoking symbol above it. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's weird. There's no smoking here. And then I looked at it. No, 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 it's not a no smoking sign. It's a smoking only sign. I was like, Oh, okay. So, so I guess I have to smoke here. <laughs>
5: you must smoke to ride this horse. It's like, he loves it. He on... loves it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, it, it, if you go to like any Type of like bars, you know, obviously pachinko parlors, uh, izakaya type of things. There oh, yeah. are going to be people smoking, and if you go with the intent of not smelling like an ashtray, you're going to, regardless <laughs> if you're if you're smoking oh, yeah, or you're not. not.
5: We went so. to izakaya last night, and it was it was brutal. Yeah, it's um, an easy way but, to
3: describe it is think of your home country fifty years ago. There you go. Yeah, yeah,
5: Basically. but but you know, there's a, there's a lot of that here. Like, there's a lot of things like that would have seemed really cool thirty years ago, like um the japan rail pass like the like the computers they use you look at them and you're like these would have seemed super high tech in 1996 yeah computers went a completely different way than these things (laughs) they look like crazy alternate earth versions of computers where it's like oh it's a touch screen but you have to use a stylus to to do stuff like and it things like nintendo ds makes so much fucking sense after coming to japan
1: i was gonna say this just gives you kind of a little bit more of an insight of <laughs> to why nintendo like, does what they do
5: because you see stuff like that and you're like why why do i have to handwrite my name on this pass why do i have to buy a fucking ticket that they overnight mailed me from paris of all places i don't know <laughs> so that i can take it to japan to trade for an actual ticket but I then just flash to a dude at a kiosk every time I go through the train. Why don't they just give me a, a card I can just beep on what why please is understand. any of this why <laughs> is any of this the way it is? Now you have now
3: lived, please understand, haven't you? you? You understand. I really
5: have. Like this this is please understand, you know, we make jokes about it, but it, it really is a thing. Like you can <laughs> yep. sort of sense how please understand happens. Just, just. Yep. <laughs> these are things that, that you hear about outside of Japan. Like nobody talks about the fact that the uh, the keypads on the ATMs are like really old click key keyboards. Like, like the really really old style keyboards, like IBM mainframes, with the big plastic <laughs> keys that make lar- like loud harsh clicks when you press them down. It feels like you're punching in the codes to like launch missiles during the Cold War. Just to put in your PIN for your your. Uh, I haven't used one of cards. those. Where where was
3: yeah. this? where was
5: this? Like the eleven ones. The oh, okay. the uh, the seven seven and in industries ones, like the big the big harsh like nineteen eighties keyboard keys.
1: Oh, I, I use that like every
5: week, man. I know, <laughs> I know what you're oh, talking my. about. Yeah, like all, it, it's all kinds of weird... It's oh, weird. weird. Oh wow. Yeah, maybe maybe guys because guys. you can you can actually use a domestic ATM. That, that's yeah. the other thing if you're coming to Japan there are domestic ATMs and they will not give you money and Ooh. everyone wants you to give them cash here. So yeah. Uh, get they're used trying to having... improve that
3: for the, the 2020 Olympics, but yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not quite there. <laughs> it's
5: not going to work otherwise. Cause it's uh, only the post office. To... Yeah. 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 Get used to having a ton of change in your pockets. Yep. yep. Like all the time. And, and that, that's been, I've used more change than I probably have in a decade.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, pro tip: use your little one yen coins to offset balances, so you get big. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah. you don't have to think about that in the states, you know, with debit cards and all that crap. But
5: right, yeah, there's been a, there's been a lot of like, you know, we went to the Meiji Shrine today. The uh, the Meiji Emperor got a lot of one yen coins. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> he probably got like fifty one yen coins. So. <laughs> Honestly, the, the priests of the Meiji Shrine are probably not super thrilled with me right now. But it's okay. They'll, they'll live. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like that park, the park that that's in, is gorgeous. Mm. And it's, it's super well manicured. And, you know, you could totally... It's right next to um, Harajuku. Like it's, it's right next to it. You could, you could totally just spend a day over in that fucking crazy place.
3: That's the uh, fashion not, district for people. Your
5: yeah daughter. um yeah. But it it is a, a a kind of fashion i suppose right, um, right. <laughs> you, you could it is the fashion in crepes district you could you could spend <laughs> a, like a whole day there and not realize that across the street is one of the most serene places i've been possibly in my life because it's it just it's and and that's that's when when you know j c says get lost that's exactly it like that that sense of like what's that over there? I'm just going to go over there and see what that is. And you know, you wander through these woods and at the end of it is is like the shrine to an emperor. The the emperor specifically, you know, the you know, the the big one. And you think, "Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that was there." But I mean you you can plan for that stuff. You could say, I want to go see this, this, this. Go, you can go on Google and say, like, hey, what do I need to see? And Google's gonna say, Oh, you should see Yo Yogi Park and the Meiji Shrine. Um, but I say it's it's spread out, but it's 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 really not. There's so much stuff everywhere that you will find stuff that Google won't suggest to you. Hmm. And it's really cool. Like it's it's really fun to just to just find stuff and experience stuff and, and like People telling me things on Twitter who have been here as I'm as I'm like posting pictures of you know stuff and somebody going like, Oh, you're in a super potato, you should go to book off. Don't go to super potato, you're gonna get you're gonna get scammed. Hmm. And like people <laughs> telling me about just like, oh, you know, I know exactly where you are, you should go look at this other store and you just wander in and it's a store full of like Gashapon prizes. Like not in Gashapon machines, like if you want this specific prize. You can go here and pay a markup for it and you're good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just you know, these are just things you just stumble across. It's cool and it's fun and it's it feels like adventure. That's the cool part. Like it feels like I'm on an adventure a lot. Like when I went to Europe, you know, there were some times where it was like, Okay, I'm I'm on my own in Frankfurt. Whatever, it's Frankfurt. You can get by. There mean, I mean it is what it is. It's a western city. It's it feels like a Western city, and you know pretty much everything's in English. And there's it's getting around it's pretty straightforward. And there's there's lots to see in Frankfurt. It's a beautiful city, but I didn't feel like I was on an adventure. I felt like I was in you know Toronto where everybody spoke German, like it just is what it is. <laughs> you know, it, it it felt it felt very very similar to home, and to, even though it's easy enough to get by in Japan, without, at least in the cities it feels very different like and not just because you're the only white dude walking down the street like it just everything about it feels different and that's that's cool and i'm enjoying it so i've spoken a lot
3: cool well hopefully this experience will change you forever in a good way (laughs)
5: No, that's what coke scan is for (laughs) (laughs) i'll never i'll never wonder if i'm lying to myself ever again
3: there you go uh, from from now on, every single kind of weird comment you'll hear out of Japan, or like you know some kind of badly mistranslated thing, you, you'll go, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> you'll oh, understand a yeah. oh. little bit more.
2: <laughs>
5: oh yeah, like uh, I, I my my go-to example for that now is beware of bee. Oh, that's I saw, I saw. <laughs> just, just I the saw. one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was one of four different ways they mistranslated a warning about the bees. Four distinct ways they mistranslated it. No, i've got a
3: better one than that I, 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 danny i might have said this before but there's a there's a <laughs> there's a, a sign that says in japanese this, it says uh be close be sure to close the window there are there is a killer hornet's wa- uh, wasp nest right outside mm-hmm. but the english just says close window
5: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about why just do it <laughs> uh, this the um my the probably the better way of of that they mistranslated it was basically like, be aware there are bees and I'm like okay that makes sense, mm-hmm. and then one was like be mindful of the bees and I'm like no, that's you're starting to get into weird translations now. <laughs> As I'm coming around this turn, it just finally just gets to be the bee. You know, basic yeah. Be be aware <laughs> the bee and I'm, <laughs> I'm like what? All right, let's go. So yeah, it all makes sense now. Like all the weird stuff you see, all the all the crazy translations, all the weird anachronisms, oh, yes. all of it kind of makes sense now. And, and you, it, I get it. Like I, things, things that I thought I understood, I understand better.
3: There you go. go forth and teach in the new world.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I guess maybe a closing thought here. Um, something I saw maybe eight or nine years ago when I was at a zoo. Um, they translated into English, you know. Beware, poop falls on you. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's, that's deep. So, um, we maybe we should just close out the show on that deep, deep thought there.
5: They're not talking about zoos; they're talking about life.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's a
4: metaphor.
1: Yep. <laughs> and
4: also, also literal.
5: I, was just saying, yes. I hope it's a metaphor.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> you have to come to Japan to find out, I guess.
5: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, carry, carry, a tra- carry a bag for trash with you because there ain't no trash cans in Japan. Yeah,
1: they're they're tucked away there, inside. There it. we go.
5: That's the culture shock we were looking for.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: that is a legitimate culture shock.
3: Yep. Just use so, the ones at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> so, Jonesy, where can people find you now that your podcast has been burnt to the ground by John Lindemann? I want to listen to,
5: gonna gonna we'll listen to the first you. half of the episode. Um uh, in a shelter, probably. Okay. Um yes. I'm I, I am amassing my forces to retake RFN starting next week. Um which he has renamed NWR chat. That will have to change. Um uh, We're we're having episode five hundred soon, which is nice. no, no it's really been insane. back to zero. God damn it. <laughs> Good. You know what? Good, because I don't have to plan five hundred now. There you go. Um uh, yeah, we uh we do wow. that we do that thing once a week and uh it's been going for a while now i've been the host for about a little over a year and um i haven't cost us all of our listeners yet so i feel like i have achieved a life goal <laughs> most of them yes but not all of them a couple of the stalwarts have stuck by and i appreciate that um so and if so you want to hear five, me man. talk about wow, 500, 500 fucking episodes of that show unbelievable if well, you want to hear that, me talk about pace.
3: well that'll take us to like on the 2048
5: i think danny at our pace it, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean it took us ten years, so if you're doing one every other week, then yeah. It's, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ways out. Cool. Yep. Cool. Well, I had a good time. Yeah. Not, not not I mean here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the show. I just want to make, make that clear. Okay.
3: That's right. Well, when you relay all these stories to, you know, John and the gang, they won't know what you're talking about, right? But
1: uh no, we the, appreciate the,
5: the, it. Greg <laughs> will. Greg, Greg, Greg listen. You'll be good to go. John, John doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah, so like... John doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> John, John probably doesn't listen to NWR chat. The show right. he has the name because he can't remember the name of our show. So that'll be good. Um, so when John finds out how good of a job he did hosting, after I find out how good of a job he did hosting, um, <laughs> I'll recommend you listen to this, and he'll probably forget. but It'll be okay. Please. So cool. cool.
3: Well, at least your new business will be a lot shorter on RFN now because you've, you've got it off your chest,er here. So.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I get, I'll just tell them to go listen to this, and then I'll yeah. tell them about – I'll, I'll, uh, I'll cook scan all my lies. There you go. There you
1: go. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring this special James Jonathan X. Ex- <laughs> that that was clothes. the worst.
5: I agree. <laughs> I bet mean, this is the worst episode of this show ever. It's got to be bad. But uh,
1: James, no, seriously, man, thank you for coming on and, um, you know, taking time out of a vacation to come on a podcast. I, I appreciate it, man. I'm sure these No, absolutely. Do, thank you for
5: having me on.
1: Yep. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.
4: Peace.